Hello friends and welcome. It is March 27th, 2022. This is Virtual Strangers episode 144. I'm your host Wes. With me as always, as always, Eric, what are you doing here, man? It's Sunday. <laughs> you're supposed to be you're supposed to be in bed, bro. I know, right? I'm kicking my foot through the door. Well, Unstoppable. Well, Let me in. I'll, I'll tell you what was surprising about that, Wes. He didn't sleep at all last night. He didn't sleep on the plane. He he was in at the airport at like six or seven p.m. Um, uh, in uh, San Francisco, right? Uh, yesterday, and then he didn't get home until like ten a.m. today. Couldn't sleep on the plane. Was up that whole time. Took a little power nap, and uh, Eric's back. Crazy, bro. Ready to roll. I, I missed feel everybody. I feel your pain. I, I wasn't on a plane last night, but I've had about an hour uh, in the last 18 or so that I've been uh, lying down. So uh, I feel your pain. Um, but, you know, you get used to it after a while, right? We don't ever sleep anyway, do we? Any of us no, we get no. a little bit of sleep here or there? <laughs> yeah, actually, I was in the Sea I of Thieves sl- last night, and I uh, I was up to like yeah. 4 a.m. myself. I, I was just nothing monumental I was doing, but I was just, uh, I was just, you know, getting treasure. That's cool. Yeah. I had to say thank oh. God for you and D streaming on Twitch. And then thank God for AJ streaming over at uh, PSVR Underground because kept me busy, man. I had something to do and hang out and watch people play some video some some video games. And uh otherwise I would have been I don't know what I was gonna do. Yeah, AJ's channel is awesome on Saturday night because he does uh requests. Like he just plays what they tell him to play every Saturday and uh, it's always good. Played a game I've never played before that I'm gonna go into this week because it looked that cool you know which one i'm talking about yeah, yeah brookhaven experiment you know he's never played brookhaven experiment wow. before roots wow that's crazy yeah. i've even went in there i think i know i was pretty we've i know you've raved about it right at least as far as how good yeah. it was as for um i guess you you said it was overpriced at the when it came out right and that's why it was not received is that the one i'm remembering right or or maybe you haven't played I, I don't i don't <laughs> remember because i played it in 2017 or oh, something wow. like that 2018 like it's been a while man that's one of the og wave shooters in vr and uh, i remember specifically before i i had played it everyone being like you haven't played it and that was four years ago oh, so wow. like, that's yeah crazy. well i immediately looked it up because i'm like oh well i'm gonna have to go get this game and it's 20 bucks still uh today if you're gonna go buy it on steam but thankfully roots has it in the library mm-hmm. yeah I'll see there tell you I did play it then. Man, I used to pick everything up. I don't know, a long time ago I was a real I was a bad at picking up VR games, right? When we started Roots, when we started, that's how it was. Like you literally picked everything up and we were taking turns in the beginning just buying the games because obviously that was we weren't getting review copies and stuff from the very start. It wasn't long after we started, but I mean, at the very start we would take turns buying the games and Roots would just buy them anyway whether it was his, his turn or not. Uh, but just because he wanted to have all of them, and to think about, think about if you try had tried to maintain that roots all throughout the uh, three year history of the show. Um, I'd have a lot of games. What, what your life? Yeah, I'd have a lot <laughs> of games be on the street, I'd, bro. I'd be on. I would have lost my my place, and uh, I probably wouldn't have a PS5 because I'd have all these VR games. I'd rather have the PS5. That's the best console I've ever had, and um, even playing flat games. But the 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 excitement for the VR that's coming with it it just i it, it's worth it to me that's kind of why we talk about it every uh show it's the most exciting thing in vr and we're going to be talking a little bit about playstation vr 2 as we get into today's headlines 
Uh, but first, I kind of wanted to touch on uh, with Eric. Eric, last time we talked to you, this past Wednesday, Strangers in the Night, uh, day one of the GDC Expo had just wrapped up, and and we heard um, we heard your opinion on quite a few things, but there was still quite a bit ahead of you uh, as well. And uh, I don't know, we've talked about a couple of things. Obviously, PlayStation VR being one of them. Um, but what else? What else? Kind of, I'm sure. I'm sure you ran into a bunch of cool stuff before you got on that flight this morning, right? Oh yeah, and you know what? How how dominant is PlayStation VR that we it, no ninety nine percent of the people there didn't see it? It still dominated everybody's thought. You know what I mean? So like, there was like select few that maybe got a chance to try it or even get near it, but it still dominated everybody's thought. The you know like three days of the conference and. uh you know everybody was scrambling trying to figure out where this thing was i'm sure uh even developers were trying because this was like an invite only like you know um you know sometimes the media they made it sound like you know uh you you uh shuhei yoshida was like pulling people on off the street that's not that's not what's happening here you know what i mean this is he's not walking around going hey try the playstation i mean these are people that are invited in Mm. um to a secret location to, to test these things out and uh you know, I'm sure it wasn't even on the show floor. I'm sure it was at some swag hotel somewhere. Just, and, uh, uh, nah, bro. No, nah, it was in the McDonald's parking lot on 5th and Main. <laughs> well, listen, listen to Mash, though. Just because he wasn't invited, he thinks that they he was out there pulling everybody. That You know, Mash. This man legitimately thinks that he is better than us. <laughs> Maybe it was just me. Maybe like, uh, just make sure that Mash guy doesn't get in there. <laughs> so do you know, I mean, obviously you can't, uh, probably can't say for sure, but did you, do you know anybody that, was able to get in there yeah i mean we i heard through secondhand you know this person spoke to that person and somebody who did try it said that uh it was like trying vr all over again Ooh. you know what i mean it was like it was like doing vr for the like you know you, you, you know we all have had that that moment when we tried vr that basically changed our lives right i mean that's why we do what we do and all these people that are probably watching today and putting you know time into listening to us talk about vr probably had those moments as well so, you know, for us to be, to do that and somebody in the industry to be able to do that and then try something new and say the same thing that you had those same, you know, jaw dropping, eye opening moments. Um, uh, it makes me so excited for the PlayStation 2 VR, man. Yeah, it's, it's everything we, uh, we knew it was going to be, right? They are who they, they are who we thought they were, right? Like it's, it's, uh, it's as awesome as we've been speculating about for the last year plus um and it's interesting you know because there's a new leadership at sony this time around uh not the same group that was in charge for the ps4 launch and they are taking a markedly different approach to marketing this time they did the same exact thing with ps5 which is nothing they said nothing about it and they let people's speculation kind of run wild with them and they've received a lot of criticism for it people some people saying that they're lazy uh you know or or just uh, you know lacking in creativity but the fact of the matter is is that people are eating it up and literally like you said it this this for the second event in a row has kind of dominated everyone's interest and and let's you know remember these aren't br events these are consumer electronics events these are game development events and uh this has pretty much dominated the headlines coming out of it and for what because shuhei yoshida was hiding somewhere like a ninja with a briefcase and uh, <laughs> bringing in about about 15 of his friends to to check it out and it's so good 
that uh, as they as I'm sure he knew they would, people are out there talking about it because they just can't help it. Uh, Paradise Decay says he heard Sony was showing off an early build of Horizons VR game and it was blowing devs' minds. And if he heard that, I guarantee all the other influencers were hearing the same thing. And so the word gets around, and uh, they're they're doing marketing in a different, like you said, a different way. And I here's the thing: speculation's good as long as your what you d deliver meets it or exceeds <laughs> yeah um it's amazing it's when the speculation runs away and you're left with a piece of shit in your hand and, and people are like that's not what you told us it was um, you know what it's like roots it's like uh it's like a girl that looks really good in a bikini but then when it comes off everything just falls apart <laughs> let's hope that don't happen here right or or so when she's when she's got when she's got that that little bit left on you know everything's left to the imagination and speculation and it's the best thing ever but uh don't always turn out that way does it <laughs> spandex no. can be deceiving yeah absolutely <laughs> yep yeah for sure uh anyway what, what else uh eric what else was on the floor of course uh it, there was a bunch of uh crazy vr press trying to uh find the secret location uh but but outside of that there were some devs in town as well i mean it was the developer conference right yeah, there was a lot of cool devs, you know, a lot of a lot of friends of the channel, you know, friends of Virtual Strangers, friends of, you know, Q2C, VR Gamer. So it was cool to see a lot of those people. Um, I think we've probably spoken a few of them, but um, about a few of them. But, you know, you know, we spoke to Resolution, which is amazing. Uh, we spoke to Alchemy, which was amazing. We spoke to Polyarch. Um, you know, it's just really, really good. You know, f you know, it's, it's just good to see these people in person and say, hey, how you doing, man? It's good to see you. And. You know, uh, we've been talking to them for a year. You've been talking to them for longer than I have. I've been talking to them for over two years now. And, um, you know, it's just, it's just nice to be able to do that. And, um, you know, they are extremely appreciative of what we do um, as content creators. And it's nice when you, because not every developer is that way. But uh, I would say most of the ones that I saw this week are, are extremely appreciative of, of the you know, the, the successful ones right like the, the bigger ones it, that's typically how it goes i mean not saying that there there aren't like a million cool small you know tiny two and three man teams but it seems like uh you know the ones that have kind of been behind us the longest are the ones that you're seeing kind of separate themselves from the pack this generation right yeah for sure i mean people like you know fast travel and alchemy and resolution and um you know just you know people people that that we know that know what they're doing with you know know the value of content creators and what we're able to do in a market where not not a lot of people know about everything you know what i mean look we always talk about look at uh who is it um ivanovich games they just nobody knows about them you know what i mean they need to be out there they need content creators to help them and um you know that just not every team does these things and uh the successful ones do and uh and trust me they're extremely even the big ones you know are extremely appreciative of uh of what we're able to do for them as we're appreciative to them to provide us content to show to all the people so it's a hmm. it's a great symbiotic relationship if it's done well absolutely paradise decay says uh do you know who else appreciates content creators My mom. And, and the content creators also appreciate her as well a lot very much <laughs> a lot a lot at the same time yes um <laughs> oh, god um <laughs> uh you, you did get a demo a few things right and i don't know how much uh is there any of that stuff you're actually allowed to talk about what about the um 
we talked about that sword fighting game, the upcoming sword fighting game from the devs of Swords of Gargantua last week. It was called uh, Altair Breakers or something like that. You had a chance to check that one out, didn't you? Yeah, Altair Breaker from Third Verse, man, which is yeah the, the guys behind um, um, Swords of Gargantua. And this this game's cool. And and I did demo it. They had a, a, a really good playable demo on the floor, and I got a good interview with them. And uh game's super cool, super polished. And uh, I was playing the Steam version game, but they do have a complete Quest 2 version available. Uh, it is only Quest 2, not Quest 1, um, which I think is probably pretty much going to be all these new games now. Um, but uh, I was playing the Steam version. It is gorgeous. It's a beautiful game. The combat's fast. Um, you they have these effects like you remember old style like uh, beat 'em up games where you you could do that juggle effect where you would come in and you would hammer an enemy and then you'd hammer him up into the air and then you could dash in and you could hit him like several times to make these huge combos. It has that in it, man. It has that cool effect where you can do that. And um, I mean, you know, the Swords of Gargantua is a great game. I mean, they, they do melee right, you know, this team. So, yeah, it's, it's going to be really good. I'm looking forward to it. And, uh, you know, the game's super polished already. I think it's it's not going to be long until we see it. Oh, cool. That's crazy. Yeah, it looked polished from the uh, the footage that we got to check out last week, the little bit uh, that we could see. Um, I, I was kind of taken aback by it, to, to be quite honest, because, you know, you I would think, you know, call me crazy, but if the Swords of Gargantua devs were going to do another uh, sword fighting game, I would have expected uh, a sequel. So it was kind of like, oh, uh, there's another sword fight. Oh, it's from them. Okay. Well, I guess, uh, you know, it's a spiritual sequel, if nothing else, right? Because of the, uh, the just the general uh, gameplay loop, right? Yeah. Yeah, and you know what was the coolest thing is I got into the middle of the demo, and at one point I looked over and I'm like, oh, there's a there's an NPC here that's helping me, and they're like, no, that's not an NPC, that's the person that's standing right next to you. That's that's you're co-oping with them, so co-op, which is super cool, man. And some of these well, bosses, make- these yeah, some of the bosses that you need to take down later, they said you can't beat them on your own, or you, or it would be extremely difficult to beat on your own. You're gonna have to have help. So like we like to see that, right? I like that. Yeah, that's. I like the sound of that. I, I um, always hate it. You know, co-op's great. It's kind of like the 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 bacon uh, of video games. It just makes everything better. Um, but it does kind of suck when the difficulty doesn't scale. You bring in a party of people with you, and the game is just exactly the same, and it just gets real easy. Which right. you know is it's fun still hanging out with people. Uh, but you kind of like to see this where the, there's just certain parts of it like. They're going to make you co-op this game, and you're not going to beat it, bro. Right. Well, what I think, it just seems like they, they do that a lot, right, with that, those type of games. But uh, I don't know. I forgot what I was going to say. Damn it. It was good, too. <laughs> it's a good, uh, you know, it's kind of a good thing, Roots, that you forgot what you had to say, because we're, we're still in intro here, oh, bro, yeah, and we have a lot to talk about. It is uh, the last week of March, Ooh. and uh, man, what a month. This month is just pummeled us into the ground with news and and new games and it's not stopping yet man like typically you know this wednesday show the strangers in the night it's going to fall on the 30th typically or at least half the time we would just go ahead and do game of the month not this month not this month we can't because march don't stop until the 31st this month and uh we're going to talk about that in the reminders too we have a full section of reminders stuff that's coming out this week so uh dudes uh we might need to take two months just to play all the March stuff and then come back 
and name a game of the month this month because I don't see how in the world we're going to get to all of these awesome games that came out. Well, especially since uh, there's a good chance April's going to not be any better, and you know what I mean? So um, we're just going to be continue getting deeper and deeper in this uh, thing, which, Mash, you need to get into the Pimax and check that out. So yeah, no, that's my main that. focus this week. My main focus this week is all I'm doing this week is editing footage from GDC and uh, and playing with my Pimax. So. Yeah, you know who else wants to play with your Pimax? My mom. I, I told her you're married. <laughs> Leave him alone. Over. Yeah, and she still come over, <laughs> hang out, right? Yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. Anyway, we we do have a full gamut of headlines to run down this week, so uh, let's go ahead and kick it off the way we always do by saying hello to our friends in chat. Corporate Zombie just showed up right in time. Hello, everyone. He says hello, Corporate Zombie. Uh, Michelle B says it sucks for Q1 peeps, but backward compatibility is probably the oh it sucks for quest one peeps but backward compatibility is probably the the quality issue on quest two you know um games are only as good as their weakest link and the fact of the matter is is that quest one is a is leagues behind quest two and it almost precludes itself and you know literally precludes itself just based on the fact that it can't keep up and you know you could either choose to i don't know how many of those headsets are even being used anymore i'm sure people that bought them there are a few still out there using them but i mean in the overall grand scale of things like we're talking about a very small fraction of the market it really doesn't benefit developers to uh to to limit their games just to uh bring everyone along right yeah they're all what... playing beat saber anyway yeah well the, <laughs> and the the biggest case to have them as wes has said in the past was uh to have them for a pc vr and that's even starting to become slim pickings as far as with their, all these other headsets are coming out that are much so much better um and i guess onakaze is saying the same thing that he would like to see what the the difference of people um that are actually using the quest ones right because i think it is pretty slim like you said Wes. Well, Quest One is uh, honestly it is uh, good for that. Like, um, if you could find a you know one on Facebook Marketplace in, in great condition and and not very much money, it is still a very good uh, PC VR headset. Uh, as long as you're not leaning on those internals, then, then you're you're good. Um, fact of the matter is, is that, you know it has an OLED screen and and the Quest Two don't. It's like the one place that it has an advantage and uh it, it absolutely shows in certain games in darkly you know dark games you know dimly lit games uh that oled makes a pretty big difference um yeah. but yeah i mean uh i don't i don't see i mean it's about I don't, it's not like nothing's coming out for quest one it's still getting support it's just you know I, i'd say it's two to one quest two right now and i can't say that i I can really blame developers for for moving on as quickly. Well, we're, yeah, we're we're at the point now too where I don't you know when I'm when I'm seeing a game release, I don't want to see Quest One <laughs> no. anymore, right? I want to see Quest because I want to see what the Quest can do. Quest Two can do. We we probably still have not seen the full potential of what they can do until we get probably into another year or so of development cycle. So you know when we when I see Quest One compatible. I know that they're going to be nerfed in some way. They're going to have to be. There's no way that they can actually do exactly what they want to do. So, yeah, I don't really want to, you know, and it's selfish on my part. I'm sorry, but I just don't want to see it anymore. Yeah. Or you can do, I mean, we could do a whole episode on that. I'm, I'm going to cut myself off before I keep going. Uh, 
Hussein X is in the chat. Hello, Hussein X. Chris9989 says the SDE on Quest 1 is pretty brutal. Though, I mean, by today's standards, yeah, probably. It's noticeable for sure. Um, let's see who else is here. Here's Mepper. What's up, bro? Uh, Onakazi says, um, I would like to see the number of Quest owners who did not upgrade. That that I was actually thinking the same thing when uh, when I was saying that a minute ago. Like, I wonder how many uh, people stuck with it said no man i'm not throwing down 300 more i just bought this and uh how many people succumbed to that uh spec sheet like most of us did right well the smart ones did what you did wes and they got rid of their quest one and used the money to get the quest two and then it's like you're you're just upgrading for a little bit of money so yeah, yeah. they were scarce uh, quest ones were were not plentiful at the time quest two came out it's a bigger reason why quest two did come out uh was because they were way more manufacturable but uh you know quest one had some demand when when quest two launched but it, it quickly diminished after people um uh, learned about quest two and uh you know it was kind of over at that point it didn't take very long at all no um pd's here i think we already uh said hello to pd what's up bro um who else right delator hello friend thanks for uh, hanging out with us today um alex what's up alex good to see you as well man good to see you i guess alex is probably uh just getting home as well right from the uh san francisco i heard a little secret that he's meeting with the atf people tomorrow really tell him to fix my game bro yeah <laughs> we'll talk about Don't that even get while. Me started. yeah well we're gonna get started because we're gonna be talking a little bit about it but i was thinking the same thing Wes. i'm like ready to talk a little bit about it because I, I haven't gone into it for many reasons <laughs> uh, you might you might want to wait bro you might want to wait but who knows it might be great for you i'm on g2 we'll, we'll talk about it in a little while it's not good it's not good at all uh, the map's good but there's a lot to that there's a lot to talk about uh space innocence here hello friend lee vr he says good morning roots oh good morning um, uh gamer tag just came in he says i mean howdy so tired this weekend yeah this is that's a theme mash and i were just telling saying how tired we are uh for sure we're all tired and, bro yeah and wes i'm not even gonna remember this tomorrow man it's like that. <laughs> if you're that tired we got man we gotta rewatch it that's yeah, all right that's i can do this in my sleep bro i do it in my sleep all the time actually actually um, i've got we've got proof that you've done it yeah in your sleep. <laughs> that's, no, that's that's the real secret is you actually don't oh, that's uh because right. uh because it got uh, cut I, off because because youtube got rid of that last couple hours right, yeah, it right. yeah it was youtube <laughs> wes was hitting the erase button uh ev man versus gas is among us hello uh funk funky sloth is up there the funkiest sloth i've seen all day guido three seven so seven three three five so he's like the um the uh the antithesis of traveling man three seven seven five he's guido seven three three five oh yeah that's crazy right you got you guys take it outside don't don't be fighting in the chat okay yeah don't don't <laughs> um, become kyle and felipe man they're always duking it out right i'm still trying to decide who's yeah. better Kyle or Felipe? <laughs> well, um, Felipe definitely thinks he's better. Felipe's oh. here. Felipe's, Felipe's. Oh, that's here, right. right. Felipe's Felipe's better than right there. What's up, Felipe? Felipe Felipe so vain he deaf thinks the show is about him. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're talking about him. It must be about him, right? That's true. 
Uh, yeah, obviously, obviously. I mean, that's what people are tuning in for. Nobody wants to hear about GDC. They just want to see what <laughs> Felipe's nickname is uh, this week. GDC's old news, bro. It is added. It's an added bonus. Uh, uh, hello, GT. Hello, Mark Caldwell. Getting in right there at the end. And uh, yeah, let, let's talk some VR, guys. Let's get warmed up on a little bit of hardware like we uh, like we typically do each week. Although I did try to limit it. We went almost four hours last week, Roots. Oh, that's and, crazy. Um, that one we I added, can't do four hours today. Well, we added Eric, so we're <laughs> in trouble. <laughs> well, we're, we're going to have to move. Smooth. Let's we're do gonna it. We're going to have to chug right along. Um, but so I, I cut back the hardware stories um, to, to just one because I know it's going to take up a little bit of our time. Uh, GDC to 2022 provided a glimpse into the future a PSVR two games. And I, I kind of put this on here. Um, not real. I'm not going to sit here and read through the whole article. Actually, uh, AJ did that during a, an interactive chat on PSVR underground yesterday. And he did a great job and I don't have a whole lot to, to add to that, but we do have a few things. So we're going to touch on uh, a couple of items here. Um, mainly about what was said during the uh, talk that unity put on regarding PSVR two development. Um, but also, I mean, in case you've been living in a box this past week, we kind of touched on it at the top of the show. We've had a few uh, developers who had a chance to check out PSVR 2 this past week, and some of them uh, were so moved by it, they just could not silence themselves. You know, truth be told, they probably uh, had a little blessing behind the scenes anyway to go ahead and say something. Um but uh, as, as you were saying, Eric, I mean, it's just been um, people have just been floored by this thing. Like it's uh, like it's, you know, they're trying out VR again for the first time. Right. Yeah. I mean, everybody was talking about it as soon as it kind of hit that it was there. Um, people were going crazy. You could, everybody was talking about it on the show floor, which, again, you, you, like you said earlier, this is not a VR show. Um, in fact, probably 80% of this that you see at GDC is not virtual reality or, or augmented reality. It's all flat gaming mainly, you know, with some products mixed in. So to hear that mainly everybody at the show was talking about virtual reality, uh, in a time where they may not have, and the freaking thing is not even there. This is just a hint. This is a whiff. This is a whiff of PlayStation VR two, and it has the entire show talking about it flat and virtual reality people so yeah i mean it's just it's just such a big deal and um you know i can't state enough um you know how number one sony has a hold on the market they just do no matter what they do they have a hold on the market and you know whatever meta does sony doesn't care man that's why they don't put this out there do you think do you think if they cared about what Meta does that Sony would not have shown this thing? They could have blown the show. They could have blown the show out of the water. And they and they could have said, look, we're not even going to release this until quarter one, 2023. But guess what? We're going to show it here if you want to come take a look at it. And they would have dominated the entire show. But they don't care. That's why people are like, oh, they're they're lazy with their advertising. They don't care, dude. They're going to sell millions of these no matter what they do. We're talking about it and they didn't, nothing even happened. And they're talking about it. They did a talk on the last day of the conference. Unity did a talk about developing for PlayStation 2 using Unity. And I did, I did talks all week long. This was the only one 
that they had to turn people away from at the door to get in. So you had to make sure you had a seat. People wanted in on PlayStation 2 VR. Yeah, and I think that's kind of, uh, I mean, if this is any kind of an indicator uh, as to what the consumer public demand is going to be, this thing is going to be a huge success right out the gate. Um, but we don't know yet because it is largely tech people that are, are, are lining up. And, you know, people like us, people in the know. Um, but, you know, I can say from, from experience that People are are people know about this. Non VR gamers know about this. Now maybe Joe and Sally Walmart not aware of it yet, but that's okay because that's not really their crowd. PlayStation is a gaming brand, and gamers know about PlayStation VR too. Even traditional gamers who have never even tried VR. Uh, so I do think this is going to be wildly successful. But um, the, uh, the 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 leaks, if you will, or, or impressions on the demos that went out last week. Uh, everyone has already knows uh, kind of about this Chet uh, Falasek, who um, who used to be uh, someone who worked at Steam, someone who's known uh, for being kind of uh, a PC VR snob, to, for lack of a better term. He's very critical about VR and where it's going. Uh, but, you know, I'm sure you guys have already heard this quote. He said he had one of those VR moments today playing the new PSVR 2 headset and he says you know where the world just feels different when you return you you, you remember roots what that felt like that's that's like the, the early days that was kind of like my experience with the original psvr and we've said it before kind of the reason half of the excitement for psvr 2 is that we might get to relive that experience that we had with psvr 1 right yeah absolutely and i i think it's it's going to be like we're going to have that same moment and this guy it sounds like he was kind of in, in knew about VR, maybe tried it, wasn't really impressed. And here's the thing, flat gamers, VR gamers, um, this has been my stress for the last year and a half. Like we all want AAA level games in VR. And so I guarantee that's the biggest thing, man. Like when you go into these VR experiences or games, the reason why it feels different when you come out is you're so immersed that you absolutely forget that you're in VR. And when you come out, it's like, oh, I mean, things just look different, weird, you feel weird, right? And so I, the, the amount of level of, of immersion, whether it be just from being in there and seeing the world, um, hearing that uh, Tempest audio, feeling the, the vibrations, feeling the vibrations in your head, playing the, the whatever experience or game, if it really was Horizon, the, the gameplay loop, the, like the, what I've been experiencing with Elden Ring, like the, the gameplay feeling so fun. Like I haven't played a game that I, I it, it was so fun to me that I want to just play it all the time. And then you bring that into VR. Oh my God, I'm, I am going to absolutely come out of my headset feeling like I'm in a different world. I've probably for weeks and uh, I'm excited about it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. We're all just, uh, we can't wait. That's the reason why people were just so devastated by the news that this thing's coming three months later than we thought it was going to. Like, it was like the end of the world there until just very recently when people have kind of started to accept it. Um, but yeah, yeah, we're, we're all very excited about it. And obviously the more we hear about it, the more those feelings are validated. Um, but beyond kind of what people's impressions were of their demo, uh, we were able to glean a few bits of actual solid new information about the headset uh, through this unity talk that Eric got to attend. And 
um, he shared with me a lot of what was talked about there, but th there, there was a few things that really stuck out to me as, you, you know, there was really a lot said in it, but a lot of what was said uh, with regards to the kind of the applications of the technology are things we've already speculated about. And we've kind of just kind of got validation that these, these features were going to be used in the ways that we knew that they were going to be used. Uh, but we do have some hard and fast new information with regards to eye tracking and the specific application of eye tracking uh, to be used in conjunction with foveated rendering. And, um, as you can see there, we've got a few snapshots of, uh, of some of the screens, even though they uh, seem to be rotated 90 degrees uh, to the side there. You guys can kind of see what was talked about. And um, actually, I'm going to bring these up on my screen here so I can read them. And uh, we'll talk a little bit about what's actually new and what's being said. Mm. Obviously, with this slide, it says that um, eye tracking... Uh, increases performance by using foveated rendering, as we all knew. It sets standards for developers to rely on with, with eye-tracking-based functionality, and it immerses players with new forms of gameplay and increases the feeling of presence in the games. And that's kind of the, 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 um, the promise of this headset, right? That it's going to increase the feeling of presence in the games. Not just with this headset, but with PS5. It's kind of a mantra for the PS5 generation. Uh, immersive gaming it's kind of what sony is uh going for this gen um if you uh if we take a look at the next one here roots it goes into a little bit more detail with uh regards to what kind of uh performance uh enhancement is going to come through the uh new eye tracking functionality it says phobiated rendering helps with more efficient GPU usage, which allows for more content or effects, increased resolution, higher refresh rate, uh, gives room to the GPU for, for high demand scenes. Or if you don't, if a developer doesn't need to take advantage of any of that, they can just opt to uh, reduce the, the power usage of the uh, GPU and kind of save that, that not only the electricity, but the heat generated from, from using that electricity. Um, but we all kind of knew all this already, right? And one of the things that, as I hear people talk about these slides this week, one of the things I think are kind of going over some people's head is that foveated rendering has been used since the very first day of, of Oculus Rift and HTC Vive. Like, this is not anything new. What's new is the additional gains that we're going to be getting from being able to tell where, where people are, uh, are looking. And um, as we're about to see with some of these uh, th these next few slides that have uh, actual hard numbers on them, um, it's a, it's a it's going to be a big deal, especially when you know paired with the the, the powerful PlayStation Five console, um, it's going to be a profound thing. Um, and I, you know, within what would you say, Eric? Within a year, year and a half, uh, all new headsets are going to be using eye tracking. Uh, for, for this as well as all the other applications yeah for sure i mean as we get as as these headsets get better though you have to understand that we're, what we expect out of them is more too right so you know one of the biggest things with eye tracking is to save on power and we and we need to make these these experiences the best we can so you know eye tracking is going to be a huge factor in just trying to 
you know, reduce the amount of power that we need to focus in one spot so we can use it in another and in, in, you know, somewhere else. So, so yeah, I mean, and look at the Cambria. Cambria has already come out and said they're going to be using eye tracking. So I think before long, I mean, it's going to be the norm. You're, every headset is going to have to have eye tracking. Uh, yeah, and Roots, um, as we look at the next screen here, it kind of spells out for you what foveated rendering or eye tracked foveated rendering does, which is basically what foveated rendering has always done, but but with the added benefit of uh, being able to move with your eyes. Uh, PSVR 2 hardware can track eye gaze for even more graphics optimizations. It renders at high quality in the precise screen area where the player is looking. And, and that's the important part, right? Not only for, you know, gains with regards to performance, um, but, I mean, it's a pretty big thing, isn't it, Roots, that, you know, with the with the foveated rendering we have today, you it's very noticeable, right? Around your periphery gets blurry. If you're on Quest, there's even like sometimes there's like these square lines that you notice. And and beyond the extra performance that we're going to be gaining from the eye tracking, the fact that this this uh, foveated rendering line is going to be constantly in movement with your eyes means that we're we're not going to be able to notice it so much anymore, right? Right. Yeah. And a lot of people say they don't notice it, and I, I get that, but like. Uh, you notice it every single time. Like sometimes if you, it's like a trick. Once you notice it one time, your eyes are always going to notice it, right? And just to get rid of that, that's going to be amazing. Especially on PlayStation VR, right? Like it's a pretty big part of the reason why VR even works on PS4 in the first place is because they heavily use techniques such as foveated rendering in order to uh, to be able to get the most out of the those you know at this point seven eight year old consoles yeah absolutely um so so what kind of a difference is this foveated rendering make and what kind of a difference does eye tracking make to foveated rendering well here's basically some very broad numbers that unity puts forth uh using foveated rendering uh means that your your gpu um performance wise operates to Two point two and a half times faster when you're using foveated rendering. Like this is frame times, GPU frame times. Um, again, though, we have to remember this two and a half times. This is talking about technology that's already in use. This isn't something new. This is something we've always had this two and a half times. What the real difference is, is when you look to the right there, the, the three and a half times is, is the new ability of foveated rendering when it uses eye tracking. Uh, to be able to know exactly where you're looking at at all times. So basically, we're getting a gain here. Uh, and this obviously is, is going to vary from application to application. But in this example, uh, what, an extra one time? So so basically, uh, let's say a third, just shy of a third of uh, the performance that we were already saving with foveated rendering added on top of that. So while it's not like this big massive you know 200 percent jump that, like a lot of people thought it would be uh it's going to be a noticeable di difference a noticeable difference isn't it eric yeah i mean the numbers we're seeing here i mean we don't i mean it's tough for us to correlate that number to what it looks like in game because we're not developers but i can tell you that the developers were excited about these numbers because i wasn't the only one taking these shots everybody in the room was doing this exact mm. same thing so they were impressed with it um, so yeah, I mean, I think, you know, what you're going to be able to see out of this is going to be huge gains, 
um, uh, on screen. Again, the, you know, number wise, it's tough for us to correlate numbers, but huge, huge gains on screen. Well, we, we I mean, the improvement well, is not just, uh, you know, like, I mean, it's going to make the frames are going dropping significantly, right? Like, that's the biggest thing. If they can make it across the board smooth for people, like even myself, if you get f choppy frames, that's the one thing that will make me feel somewhat weird in VR. Um, so, I mean, if you can eliminate that completely, which it, it seems like this whole thing is going to do, uh, it's going to make it easier for everybody to feel better in VR, right? Yeah, th those extra frames make a difference, not only with regards to immersion, but like you said, with regards to, to comfort and the overall quality of the experience. And, and when you pair those extra frames with the fact that you're not going to be able to notice that 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 foveated rendering line anymore in your peripheral you're talking about a huge jump in kind of realism and that's not even to consider the fact that we're going to have 4k hdr oled panels in behind this thing i mean it's going to be insanity um we do have a few more frames here which is basically more of the same different tests that have been run uh using this eye tracking tech we've got some hard statistics here uh, looks like you're on scene two. Scene two um, is a, a, a known uh, benchmarking uh, application called VR Alchemy Lab. As you can see there, they give standard. They give you the frame time for the standard render without any foveated rendering. It's 32, 33.2 milliseconds. You can see immediately when uh, they enable foveated rendering, that cuts uh, less than half of what it originally was which is a huge gain uh but when they add the eye tracking in at the end it really in this instance it didn't make all of that much of a difference but again as we said a moment ago every little bit counts i kind of feel like though this is on the low end the, the obviously the extreme low end of what we can expect with this tech well that's what eric was saying before the show right is the devs like if the devs are really good they're going to be pushing this and you're going to see significant gains um, it's just like everything else. If the developers take the time to optimize, it's going to make it uh, that much better, right? So. Yeah, I mean, this is Unity's yeah, first crack at this, right? <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, we assume that, right? We don't know how oh, long yeah. they've had it, but, uh, but um, yeah. Uh, Onakazi in the chat says, uh, URP template, the construction scene. So I think he was talking about scene one. Uh, th that's the uh, Unity Universal Rendering Pipeline template. And uh, you're right, it's not a very busy or demanding example, and that's why we saw uh, such uh, different numbers with this one. Uh, again, from going from standard to basic foveated rendering, again, which is a tech we've had for a long time, uh, a profound impact, right? Less than half, uh, notably less than half, about 40% uh, of the original uh, times. But then when you add in that eye tracking, it's a little bit more of a jump this time than we saw with the uh Seen the too. vr alchemy lab yeah for sure yeah and uh i think we had one more set didn't we one more set of uh stats the spaceship demo uh which i don't even know what this is i'm sure it's some kind of a unity thing it says running at native 4k on ps5 um you can see there gpu frame times going from 14.3 uh, to 12 and a half 14 faster cpu uh, 32 percent faster so a little bit bigger of a break on the cpu um but i think the moral of the story here again is uh, first of all eye tracking just one application or, or foveated rendering dynamic foveated rendering just one application 
of uh, of eye tracking and there's a list about this long that we're not going to get into again because we've talked about it uh, at length at this point um but roots I, I think that this is significant in a couple of ways first of all one this is the first time where we've ever seen any really hard fast numbers with uh just exactly what kind of a difference that dynamic foveated rendering is going to make and it's a noticeable difference even if it isn't going to be like this groundbreaking thing but more importantly well not maybe more importantly but in addition to that uh i'm sure you remember a few weeks ago when people kind of heard this leak or this rumor that maybe sony's in negotiations right now with toby to kind of nail down the eye tracking tech and i think this kind of puts that to bed because a lot of people were speculating that maybe the the uh, eye tracking tech hadn't been fully developed yet or maybe that they're just kind of getting started on that side of it uh obviously if that were the case then unity wouldn't have uh all of these you know robust well-documented and, and um easy to read examples of what what a kind of a difference this is going to make obviously uh eye tracking has been working in this uh, application for quite some time right yeah absolutely or else they wouldn't have these numbers out there they would be uh cagey about it we wouldn't have heard anything they didn't have to like eric said everything else they didn't let us know i mean they, this is just letting everybody know okay this is what it, you know what it's possible or what capable of and uh i just think it's exciting man i know there's a lot of people feel like like we're um drinking the kool-aid right or like we're overly optimistic when it comes to playstation 5 i just man i i just feel like like i said i feel like for most people the horizon is foggy and they can't see enough for the clock the fog cleared for me and i can see it before my eyes and i could be wrong but i i think this is going to blow everybody away and I, I get so excited about this tech and um i don't get too excited about much tech these days so uh i think it's going to be blow people away yeah and just remember too that what we're talking about right here and this foveated rendering and eye tracking is exactly what the X-Tall 3 was touting at CES. And that's a $10,000 headset. You know what I mean? So the the tech that we are going to see in this is for a consumer headset is one that we have to date. We have not yet seen yet. We'll see if something comes out before then. But to date, we haven't seen this yet in a, in a consumer headset. Exponential growth exponential growth in this area just like we always said it would be right yeah uh anyway um looks like Sion's joining us what's up friend thanks for uh stopping by um i don't know I, i'm excited about it obviously uh this is the hottest thing in vr i'd like to say it's it, this year is going to take forever to to uh to 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 go by but obviously I don't, I don't think that's the case i think this year's going to fly by if march is any kind of an indicator uh you know 2023 is going to be here in about 10 minutes so uh you know go get a cup of coffee and come right back and we'll have our playstation vr2 yeah time's flying <laughs> uh anyway let, let's uh move on from this or, or else um or else we're going to be get bogged down in it for for another four hours but before we move on i do want to uh thank hussein x for the uh 390 what is that quid pounds we'll call them uk dollars oh. Three, <laughs> 390 uk dollars he's he says thanks for the live shows well thank you for uh showing up hussein x been a uh a regular uh viewer of the live show mm. live shows for some time now and 
we very much appreciate you, bro, and uh, appreciate the uh, support there. Here's a reality. Yeah. The live shows don't happen without the audience. You know what I mean? Like, if nobody showed up, I, we might not be doing live. So we appreciate you, for sure. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, anyway, let's talk a little bit about Metaverse. Uh, you know, the buzzword of the uh, decade, the Metaverse. We, we have our weekly big number story of the week. You know, we've been giving one of these... Uh, headlines each week where some company has uh, invested some astronomical amount of money into our space. And this week was a big one as Qualcomm creates a $100 million metaverse fund for XR developers. Uh, Roots, it's just another one, right? We, we see this every single week. People, you know, spending multiple millions of dollars uh, just on the idea or the concept of the metaverse people i mean it's, they've decided right this is going to happen whether people want it or not yeah absolutely and every time they this a news article like this happens other companies see it and uh there's that tipping point right where you don't want to get left behind and i think we're already almost there if not already at that point where a lot of these companies that might have been dragging their feet um xbox they're going to be like they're going to feel the pressure to get in right and um, it's crazy to a lot of people. They don't see that. Like I said, they want to jack us into this world and to where you literally have this asset in VR and you feel like you're you're there. And um, I believe this technology is going to exist and it and people are going to feel foolish for not getting in on the ground level when it comes to uh, the real estate. Now, that being said, what is going to be real real estate and what's not is the question, because you might buy something the you fake, think is fake good. estate. Yeah, you might get something that you <laughs> yeah. think is good today, and then a year from now, it's garbage, and it, the real shit goes, and you're like, what happened? I, I think a lot of people are going to get, it's kind of like uh, cryptos, right? You got to get the right one. So. Right, exactly. And then who knows how what's going to determine that. Yeah. Uh, Paradise Decay says, uh, is VR dead yet? <laughs> uh, not anymore, bro. Linus. not anymore. Linus said it is, I think, again. No, I'm just kidding. Um. <laughs> Eric, I'm wondering when, I mean, we literally, we, we do one of these stories every week and I just kind of started doing it a month, month and a half ago, just to uh, show people what I'm reading week after week after week. It's been like this since October. We should um, just, we should take a minute and add up all, all the billions of dollars that everybody has Lord. been pledging, dude, just to see, I, I want to see an, a total number of how much money that we have seen pledged or, or put into the metaverse term by different companies in the last year. Yeah, I know it's it's kind of ridiculous, and I'm I'm wondering when you know because a lot of these people or, or these companies that are investing this money are just kind of putting it forth toward the idea without really giving any kind of real thought as to what they're they're actually investing in. When are some of these guys going to light you know recognize what's happening here and put some of this money behind some of these smaller game development teams? Uh, that are doing amazing work, but but really could are being limited by the amount of funding and time that they have to put into their projects. Like we've seen, we see great projects all the time uh, that could really use this kind of money, but instead it just goes to these kind of uh, funds or, or or this thing, this that or the other thing. Um, we need to get some of this love uh, to our dear friends, don't we? Yeah, and it's, you know what you know what happens is none of these freaking people even know what metaverse is it's a buzzword right now so they're <laughs> right. It's, it's these money people 
No, it's, it's a buzzword. So you get these money people that just, that's what they do for a living. They invest in buzzwords. They invest in ideas and thoughts. Most of them have no clue what it is or where it can come from. And the people that are actually on the ground floor building it never see a dime of these of this money. You know what I mean? So yeah, go do some Kickstarters. That's where you need to be. Go do some Kickstarters with some of these companies that have these amazing ideas. And I can give you probably about 30 examples of, of companies that I saw uh, this past week that are really innovating um, and really putting some amazing things into, in, you know, into virtual reality and really have a good idea of what metaverse can be uh, and what it is. And it's not just a buzzword, of, you know, a bougie buzzword for, for these people to dump billions of dollars behind and hope that something comes out of it. That'd be a good video yeah, for that... Q QTC VR Gamer. Five, five to 10 of the best Kickstarters to invest in for uh, for VR. I agree. <laughs> um, and, and I should be clear here. I'm when I say that you know a lot of these big companies are, are squandering money on on unproven concepts or, or, or fluff. Uh, I don't mean Qualcomm. Uh, I guess I should clarify that because we are talking about this Qualcomm story where they're creating this one hundred million dollar metaverse fund for developers. This is what I want. I want funds for developers, and that's exactly what Qualcomm's doing. And uh, we're going to look at an example of that in our next headline. But first, uh, some of the other stories, other big headlines, other big numbers that I, I that we're not going to do segments on this week. Uh, there was one that said surgery training platform Oso VR secures 66 million in Series C financing. So that's basically just training for surgeons uh, in VR. 66 million dollars to develop that, which is awesome. Uh, especially if that's, you know, your field, it's going to be a way for, uh, doctors to, uh, to learn <laughs> other than, uh, you know, the only way you learn is to make mistakes and you, it's better to make mistakes in VR. Right? <laughs> learn by malpractice. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, another headline reads, uh, FOV ventures raises 18 million to fund European, European metaverse startups. So that, this is what I'm talking about. Just this. Generic idea, $18 million for metaverse startups. Like, uh, Roots, I think we need to uh, we need to create a metaverse startup real quick. <laughs> it's funny, dude, because that's exactly what my mind was just thinking. Like, I'm doing the wrong thing, dude. You know, these people that get grants from the government to do this or that. How amazing would it be to, uh, to do a metaverse startup with $18 million? I bet you I could come up with some really cool things. And if not, you'll never <laughs> see me again, and I'll live the high life on $18 million, bro. Dude, all you need is some cool pictures, a catchy name, and something with metaverse in the title, and you're a billionaire. Yeah, oh, that sounds cool, man. Uh, well, Eric, in, in a way, isn't what we're doing kind of considered a metaverse startup? I mean, oh, that's true. I mean, we're in the metaverse, right? We're covering it. Yeah, hell yeah, yeah. We're we're in it more than most of these people that uh, that that are investing in it are. You and know, these, we're in it every yeah. we're in it every day. The patrons are investing every month, right? You know what we need to do? We just need to get together with all of our friends, you know, our good friends, you know, PD, GT, Skiva, Alex, you, you know, Brian and AJ. We all need to get together and uh, and kind of just uh, incorporate, create an LLC. It only takes a few hundred bucks. And now we're a metaverse startup. And whichever one of us talks the best uh, and looks the best in a suit, we got to send them out there to get some of these millions for us, man. And you know, then we'll uh, we'll take the world over the VR world anyway. Yeah, absolutely. I say we send Mash and um and Alex out. I think between them two, they would just get it rock that. 
<laughs> Todd. I think we should send Todd, but he has to shave first, right? <laughs> by mis- by accident, half his beard. Mm. That's why I'm afraid to get my beard trimmed. <laughs> I want to get it like shaped, but I'm afraid to. Someone's gonna mess it up, Wes. It's gonna happen yeah. soon, but it's scary, right? It's yeah. scary, right? You have to uh, mess it up, you know, once, then you, you have to kind of start all over again. Yeah, the level <laughs> of trust. Onikazi's thinking already. Look at him. He's like trademark Cineverse. We bring Cineverse <laughs> to the go. metaverse. That's like right. It. Tagline. Already. I like it. Onikazi <laughs> can be our marketing guy. Come on That's in, right. bro. <laughs> um. Let's go ahead and look at the uh, the next head- headline because it does pertain to the last one. Square Enix wants to innovate on classic genres to create XR experiences. And if you look at the subheadline, Square will leverage Qualcomm's Snapdragon Spaces platform to explore the world of extended reality. So basically, this is Square Enix developers uh, of classics as like like Final Fantasy. That, I mean, it's a pretty big one, right? Final Fantasy. Um, they're buying into the metaverse. They're carving out their their own space, and they're doing it in conjunction with Qualcomm. And uh, this is exactly th- this is where their hundred million, hundreds of millions are going. And when you're talking about bringing in companies like Square Enix, the hundred million is not actually going to go all that far. Yeah, no, it'll be gone I mean, for them. For them, that's a drop in the bucket. Yeah, yeah, this is a huge company. It's a huge deal. Uh, I mean, we we talked about. I think it was Bandai Namco doing something similar to this last week. Uh, from what I understand, this is uh, going to focus largely on uh, augmented reality. But you know what? The more time goes along, the more excited I get for augmented reality because I understand uh, that about five minutes after augmented, augmented reality gets really good, then it's just going to become a feature on our headsets as well. Um, so, yeah, yeah. Uh, I it's all the same to me. AR, VR, when I, when I read about companies like this diving in, I get excited because it means that mainstream AAA game developers are buying in to VR. That's basically what it means. Even if it doesn't mean that Final Fantasy VR is coming tomorrow, it means that they believe in the tech, and uh, that, that's a foundation to build on. Yeah, it's all XR. XR is our term for now. That, that's where we want to be. We want to be, XR is both. It's AR and VR. And to really moving forward, and if you look at mainly all these companies, even the ones that are touting AR, most of them have VR in there at some point. It's just that AR is like the catchy part right now. So it's the one that they want to show off the most. Just like Lynx R1, they have a great VR system that you can trans transition in between your VR and AR, but you see mainly the AR in all their demos because that's the catchy one. But you can just as easily, and I transitioned into it live in a demo where I walked into a sphere where I was completely, completely wrapped and in, in, in any universe in v- virtual reality. And then I walked out of it and now I'm back in AR where I'm back in my own reality with overlays on it. So that is that is our sweet spot. That's where we all want to be. Right. And that's the thing. They've already got our attention. The VR enthusiasts, the people that are into VR, they've already got all, us looking. Now they're they're marketing more towards the uh, the businessmen or the AR app, even though it's all together. Um, and it's smart, you know, there because like I said, we're already looking and we're seeing how cool it is. And uh that's cool. Uh speaking of AR, let's go ahead and look at the next headline. Uh Snap. 
acquires brain computer interface startup next mind now this was interesting to me uh interesting to me on two fronts first of all next mind i don't know if you guys remember next mind but uh, about a year maybe a year and a half ago the, this demo of this bci device went around and made the rounds on youtube and many of our friends got a chance to use this and, and you'll remember there was this game where these uh aliens came out and I could be wrong about this. I'm op operating purely from memory. So if I'm wrong, I'm sure I'm going to get crucified for it. But uh, if I'm not mistaken, next mine are the people that brought that demo where the aliens come out and you think about shooting them. You just focus on it and then the game kills them. It was a very rudimentary demonstration of the potential of BCI. Uh, but that's notable here because they're, they're being picked up by a larger company called Snap. And Snap is pretty much discontinuing that project. So... Uh, as cool and as promising as that was, um, no more. And why, so why are they picking up NextMind then? Well, they're basically going to shift their focus to building AR devices, which is what Snap does. And apparently they're getting very close to having something really, really uh, good here. And uh, that's what NextMind is going to be working on is kind of uh, bringing their product to, uh, to, to the next level. Oh, that's cool. Well, what's good about it is, you know, like it didn't, what their initial thing, what they were, you know, Snap was going to do, what I guess didn't, they've decided to shift focus and somebody else is going to take this company and, and utilize what they, you know, everything that they've done and, and push the industry forward. So it's cool. Yeah. And put, it's not like this B, BCI tech's going to disappear forever either, is it, Eric? I mean, it's done. People have the science out there. They, they know how they did this. It wasn't actually you know it wasn't all that profound what they did this is pretty standard medical equipment kind of being having the form factor shifted and some custom software written for it uh but it's not like gabe newell is going to stop now because uh next mine got picked up by snap is it no i mean you're gonna have the big boys still doing it it's, it is a little concerning though with bci that we've seen companies pivot off it now even meta pivoted off of bci technology to go to more of a like a um, a movement interface with uh, with your wrist instead of using yep. you know the BCI that they were working on the brain uh, technology. So you know the big boys are still working on this. It's still probably going to be exactly you know where everything's going to go eventually. But um, it is funny to see some of these guys pivoting now off of it. Well, yeah, no... yeah, and uh... sorry, go ahead. Rick. I was going to say there's no reason to do it. They can do the same thing through the wrist, and it's a lot less invasive. As far as eh, maybe there's even more stuff. My thinking is, is they're, they're, it's going, their chips going in your, your head for this eventually a year or two, five years down the road. And they realize that that's happening. So, you know, it's kind of skipping a step and, and focusing on something else. At least that's my, my thinking. Right. Well, they understand that this, this tech, you know, another way of saying what you just said is this, this tech is still a little ways away from being fully uh, developed and it's going to take a while. So, uh, they're shifting focus on something that's more practical, something that's a little bit closer to coming to market. And they're, they're kind of taking the Microsoft approach here and they'll jump back in when the time is right. Uh, I'll tell you what though, man, G Gavin's not getting out. He, he's going to see it through. He'll make sure that it gets here a few years quicker than it would have otherwise. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And we already know, um, what's his name's working on it too. What's the other guy that, um, can't remember his name now, but, uh, the other big guy that, He's always oh, Elon, Elon Musk. Elon Musk. There you go. Thank you. He, we know he's into it as well. So he's, he's, he's already he's, he's already said they're they're going to be giving putting chips in people's brains uh, at malls and stuff. I think he said that was going to be last year or this year. 
Um, so they're planning on it. Yeah, there, there are people now that have, have, you know, Elon Musk's chip in their head. There are people now that have that. Uh, not many. I know they showed a sheep off um, at, during their last, you know, showcase and showed how their, their product works. Um, but that was forever ago. I've got to imagine that human trials have probably begun by now. Yeah, absolutely. Don't want to get mine next week. Yeah. No, mine was last year, bro. <laughs> I'm going to melt down on camera. <laughs> uh, just a quick reminder, everybody, uh, in case you didn't know, Meta is nudging VR dev snap. I'm sorry. Hold on. That don't read. That don't, those words don't make sense to me. Meta is nudging VR dev snap. Okay. I, I've actually messed this thing up. Let me click on it. It reads my, a couple of my headlines got blended together in my notes. <laughs> it, it, um, that wasn't you, Matt Wes. I did something and I, I, it was weird. I was trying to fix it, but I don't know what happened. <laughs> okay. Well, the, uh, the last headline that I had up here is, uh, oh, no, here it is. I got it. I got it. I got it. I got it. All right. Uh, Meta is nudging VR devs towards Horizon Worlds with training, funding, and more. So basically, this is just more of what we already know. Uh, Meta is pretty desperate to have experienced game developers come in and build their Horizon Worlds for them. Uh, they initially had thrown out uh, some crazy number of money. Um, let me see. I, I think it's in this article. Um, how much was it? It was so. It was some crazy amount of millions of dollars that they were putting forth to uh, paying people to make these worlds. And now they're, they're, they're adding to that an extra 500,000 in funding and cash prizes uh, to uh, program developers, creating unique, innovative and engaging worlds in horizon. Um, yeah, the, I think they're pretty desperate. I read a headline yesterday that, you know, that I didn't put in here, but um, that they've successfully, completely ripped off uh rick room paintball like they've recreated it pretty perfectly in horizon worlds now and we always said that that's what this was right a rick room ripoff and uh it's it's quite literally <laughs> turning out to be just that isn't it that's crazy man i didn't even think paintball was one of the best things that they got going on what are they going to do next the the laser tag those are to me yeah. are the, the worst of the worst yeah, let's get some of the good ones in there like uh the adventures and stuff Oh. But anyway, I mean, guys, if you if you're if you have any kind of knowledge or, or skill with regards to this kind of work, there is money to be had here. Uh, joining the uh, Oculus team and uh, and putting your time in the Horizon Worlds, um, yeah, man, they're pretty. Uh, they're trying to do basically. It's kind of a metaphor here uh, for, for what oculus meta facebook has done for vr right they're they're just making it happen with their money that's exactly what they're trying to do here they're just trying to make it happen uh with money uh, but this is a little bit different because you're dealing with creative types rather than you know engineers and, and scientists with regards to hardware um so yeah good luck getting those guys to uh to, to do something um <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, everybody's already so invested in all these other platforms, be it Rec Room or, or Unity or Unreal or, or what have you. Um, I know a lot of these guys, they would look at taking money like this as selling your soul anyway. So, right. Uh, good luck. That's good exactly luck, Meta. it. Meta's got such a bad uh, reputation or a bad taste in the people's mouth when it comes to developers. And just they fucked over so many people along the way that 
Like nobody's going to bend over backwards. It's the opposite of what Sony. Sony develops this this partnership, and that, that people want to work with Sony, right? Don't get me wrong. People want the meta money. They want the games on that platform that's selling. But other than that, um, people don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like meta um, at all. It's just, uh, and usually I don't give a rat's <laughs> ass. So mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah, even the VR chat guys. I saw, I saw them out in you know in uh, in San Francisco and. They're dead set. They're dead set on making VR chat way better than anything you're going to be able to find in uh, in Horizons. And uh, I don't think they're going anywhere anytime either. And uh, yeah, I mean, between the two, between Rec Room and VR chat, I mean, where is there room for Horizons? I, I, and 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 the lacklusterness of that that it is, I, I don't think I'm not even sure if it's going to survive. Why didn't they just buy don't forget rec, about don't... buy Rec Room if they could, and then just turn it into their Horizon, right? That'd be the way to that's, do it. That's probably what they'll end up doing, honestly. It's probably what they're going to end up doing. Uh, and don't forget Neos. Like uh, oh, yeah. Skiva, Alex, they swear by Neos. And a lot of people are, uh, are are singing the praises of that app. We still have yet to try it out, but uh, apparently it's pretty incredible. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Uh, let's talk some deals before we get into the games. Uh, actually, let's talk about a game right now. Let's talk about Beanstalker. Guys, it's time to get back into Beanstalker. Uh, they just have added their multiplayer co-op. Uh, oh. It's very, um, like the rest of the game, it's very detailed and well thought out. Uh, and for a limited time, Beanstalker is half off. It's only 10 bucks oh, on Steam right now. Yeah, it, it's, it was oh, a great God. game. Uh, you know, last year, uh, it's been updated in a major way a couple of times now. Uh, it's a much better game now, I'm quite sure. And it's time for us to get back in there. And it's time for all of you to get in there while it's cheap. Yeah, I think $30 yes. game. Yeah, yeah, $30 game. Is it 30 I guess it says no, I'm, 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 No, I'm just saying it's worth, it's oh, worth 30 bucks. Well, check this know, out. I don't know what the regular price is. The progression, it's, it's got to be 20 because it's 50% off. But, I mean, it's definitely worth 30 bucks. But it says the cooperative mode is playable for up to four players. So we could play yeah. it, all three of us, and we could bring in a friend. We could bring in Todd, or we could bring in D or somebody, um, one of you out there. Hell yeah. And so. it's really well done. I actually, uh, I forgot, I meant to uh, do a video lead into this segment because they, they did a nice, um, a nice video updating and, and detailing how the multiplayer is going to work in this it's really well thought out and well done again like the rest of the game it's it's quite detailed the the level of insight they've put into it and uh, i think uh, i think this is a sleeper i think people are sleeping on this game and slowly but surely as word of mouth gets out about how good this game is uh, it's going to be quite popular and we're going to be talking about it at the end of the year i'm quite sure yeah don't sleep on this because this is what's going to happen you're going to completely forget about this conversation and then a month or two when everybody's like, oh my God, this game's amazing. And you go like, well, I'm going to go get it. It's not 50% off anymore. Now you got to you gotta be like all the schlubs out there paying full price. Suckers, I say. Get the deal, 50% off, 10 bucks. What a steal, right? That's crazy. Um, yeah, yeah. It, it was. I mean, $20 is actually kind of ridiculous for it. There's so much game here. It's, uh, it's insane. I think I agree with Mash. I think $30 would be a good price for it. Yeah. Uh, to be quite honest, uh, especially sale. if they polished up the uh, performance issues. It did have a few performance issues when I tried it out, but it was a long time ago in the very earliest of early access. Uh, so I'm sure that it runs much better now. Yeah, it's uh, on sale until April 4th. So you got about a week until uh, it's not on sale yeah. anymore or a little over a and, week. 
And this game has everything, man. It's got it's got climbing, which is great. It's got some of the best climbing you'll find. It's got you know action. It's a shooter. It's uh, melee. It's crafting. It's it's everything, man. It's like it's such a good game. And Chris Richardson, don't worry about. It. There are spiders in here, but they're not like big, scary looking mm. spiders, really. Anyway, it's not that kind of art style. So you'd be completely fine, I think, with this. Yeah. Plus, you know, if you got dark there or your friends, you don't have to worry about it. You have safety in numbers. Right. Fuck those spiders kill those bastards right we're here for you bro i think that's what they're trying to say we're here for you. <laughs> hell yeah uh so yeah don't forget about this go pick it up now don't forget to pick up your free games get your playstation plus uh games for march i guess this is the the last opportunity to do that before they switch probably this uh wednesday if not next um get your free epic games and, and while you're there uh, Epic Game Store Spring Sale includes discounts of up to 75%. Now, uh, according to this article, uh, this is from Video Games Chronicle, uh, over 560 games are on sale, some of which are up to 75% off. Uh, there are a number of VR games that are available on the Epic Store. But beyond that, what I really love the Epic Store for is a lot of the flat games that are moddable in the VR are on the Epic Store. And even on the list that they list in this article, uh, I mean, we have what, Cyberpunk 2077, we have Horizon Zero Dawn, we have the Mafia Trilogy, we have Red Dead Redemption 2 Roots. These are some of the best uh, games that you can mod into VR. It's like the Luke Ross sale at Epic right now, isn't mm. it? Yeah, that, those games, I Red Dead, I was just thinking of, of uh, slumming it and playing some Red Dead flat, and then I talked myself out of it because that mod is so amazing. I just got to get it to work again for whatever reason. I, and I had started having issues a while ago, but... Uh, I don't know what the deal is, but yeah, those are amazing games. And um, Horizon Zero Dawn alone is is an amazing game to play through in VR. Mafia yeah. trilogy, bro. Ooh, that's another one. Yeah, I want Death Loop in VR. I know Mash is actually you bought that, didn't you? And you still haven't played it. I I did. You know what? And I did a I I had like a downtime, a little bit of downtime, and I did one of the talks I did was um because I was just trying to do all the VR talks, but I did one that was about Death Loop, and it oh. was about it was about you know. Uh, how they planned out four different maps and made it into like 12 because it's a time switch. I didn't realize there's much that that much of like a time travel, you know, live, die, repeat kind of thing in Deathloop. So I'm extremely excited for Deathloop now. I'm going to try it. Yeah, there's actually a really cool mechanic as far as the time, time, uh, yeah. manipulating time or whatever. Yeah, it's just it's so much to it. It's confusing to me. I guess I, I should do the tutorial. And Ghostwire Tokyo looks so good. I, I want to. Oh, that. dude! I saw, I saw somebody uh, have you got that yet? Like, was it was it it was uh, it was Paradise Decay. No, I, I wasn't sure whether or not I should get it on PS5 or if I should wait and see if someone could uh, mod it on Ooh. PC. If, mm. And while it's not got a full VR mod, uh, Paradise Decay did a great video a couple of days ago showing how to use Reshade to make it fully playable in 3D. Uh, and it works great. It works great according to him. So uh, it's go. full on ge geometry 3D. He, it, it, he even made his video so that you can watch his video in 3D. Oh, so wow. like it was a it was a split screen side by side thing. Uh, cool. You can literally download yeah. that, lo load it into your Quest, and watch his his video in 3D. That's cool, man. Yeah, yeah. I haven't tried Reshade, but it's supposed to be. Um, it's supposed to be awesome man it works really well well here's to uh people. I, I haven't either but here's the thing all you have to do is just talk about it a little bit longer and how much eric 
would probably want to do the same thing and he'll probably end up picking it up on the in the steam he's like he's like <laughs> uh, i was you pick up a lot more games than i do uh of that nature uh like hades and stuff I, right i know that's that's the thing though i was the same boat i'm like do i get it on ps if i was gonna get it do i get it on ps5 because i want the adaptive triggers and everything you know and the the sense controller of the playstation 5 but man i will they see it on a 3080 see what yeah. you do ti you yeah, forget your ti bro yeah you got a fun week ahead of you man get that shit together <laughs> let's hear about it yeah um all right so uh that's gonna wrap up deals finally uh we get to the games friends and uh we have some stuff to talk about Finally, guys, the Boulevard update for after the fall front runner season is here. This story coming to us from Arthans VR. Uh, Vertigo Games, developer of Arizona Sunshine, has just released a massive update to After the Fall, a VR action FPS that launched a couple of months ago. Uh, obviously, we just looked at the trailer as a part of the front runner season, which includes the addition of the Horde mode a few weeks ago. This update features the star-crested streets of Hollywood in the Boulevard Harvest map, which can now be started from the enlisting machine uh, after you finish, of course, the, the relay tower. Uh, players can jump into the ruins of Hollywood and venture into an iconic movie theater. Uh, if you manage to survive the attacks from the monsters, you will unlock the base version of the brand new LMG weapon. Take note of a brand new enemy known as the Skimmer, who will sprint away as soon as runners start shooting. But if you manage to destroy the harvest sack on its back, you'll be able to pick up heaps of loot when it dies. Eric, have you had a chance to check this uh, this new harvest run out yet? I have not. What? I've got some what? definite opinions on it, but I have not tried it out That's yet. crazy. This is your jam, bro. I know. I know. I don't know. Well, let me not, start. Let, let me start right now. <laughs> let, let me start by saying that I love the new map. It's it's great. It might be the best map uh, that I've seen in the game yet. It's beautiful. It's it's long, sprawling. It's challenging. It's everything you would want. If we had this one and maybe another one at launch, I think a lot more people would have been on board with this uh, instead of having some dissenters like it did. Um, but you, but you said um, that you have some definite opinions on this. Why, why don't you elaborate, Eric? Well, I mean, basically, I mean, from what I'm getting, I'm getting, I'm talking to D, and I'm talking to, you know, she's telling me your experience and, you know, and her experience and your wife's experience in here. And to me, this game is broken. This this update is broken. How do you how do you if you go in and you lose every one of your weapons and you get to a point where you go to buy new weapons and it takes your money, but you still can't get your weapons? That's broken. Okay. If you get kicked yeah. out halfway through the run and it's happening all the time, that's broken. That's a problem. That's an issue. This is Vertigo Games. You're going to release garbage like this and you you already delayed it. You delayed this for what? A month? And you already delayed it. Now, why would you release this now when you know it's broken? Wait till the end of April then if you need to. You already used the excuse that we didn't release this game because we didn't think the climate of the times with the war with uh, with Ukraine and Russia, it's not a good time for us to drop an update like this. 
So you've already used that excuse. That is already out there. And then when you drop a un, an incomplete, flawed update, that is a problem. And you make yourselves look extremely bad. Whether it had anything to do with it or not, I don't know. Okay, I'm just telling you what it looks like to me. Looks like you guys didn't have your shit ready. You decided to use the climate of the times as an excuse. And then in the end, you still frigged it up. And you still release garbage that nobody wants to play. So, you know, I just have a, again, I haven't tried it for I myself, but I trust you I wanna, guys. I trust you guys. I want to play. Trust me, I want to play. I, I just refuse to play because mm. I played two matches on it. And what you're saying is true. I went in and my, my arsenal was gone. Roots, all I had was, was two guns. I had the MK forty the MT-47, whatever. I had the AK. And then I had the Assault Carbine, which is the other uh, automatic rifles. that They both use the same ammo. Uh, so I go to the machine. Everything's unlocked like it should be to craft. But it, uh, it, it takes my money and doesn't give me any guns. I can... I can uh, I can create the attachments. I just can't create the weapons. And it takes my money. And that's bad because I've been buying pot bombs and uh, juice stems for like three solid months. I don't have much money left, dude. And I've spent like like 20000 uh some odd uh, harvest trying to make myself a, a submachine gun. Yeah. It's gone. Wife tried to make me one. She tried to give it to me. And on my screen... Her hand is empty roots. It's like back to the future. It's like, it's like <laughs> the, uh, the pistol and the submachine guns, mommy and daddy never met at the, uh, enchantment under the sea dance. And now mm. all these guns are just disappearing from my game. That's crazy. Uh, it's very frustrating. Well, and it's, it's, it shows you that you're, I mean, it, like it, it wasn't, I, were they, I mean, I'm assuming she had her guns or was she not having her guns? It's weird that you all, oh, no, it was fine for her. Well, see, what's weird is that you didn't have your guns. That's one thing. The fact you couldn't craft them is another. But the fact that somebody else can't craft them and then hand it to you, it's almost it's like the game is like doesn't want you to have a gun. And maybe it's a pacifist version of the game. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. And like Mash said, it's broken. And and this is the biggest thing. And this is why I was so shocked when Mash is talking about this. Um he hasn't even tried to go in, and I grant granted he's been gone. He but he had the he had the headset with him. He could have played it this whole time. This is his baby. This is the game that even when I'm saying okay, I've had enough, he's like, come on, roots. He, he somehow pulls me back in, and I play some more. Hey, but for him to turn his no, nose up at it and say, you know what, I, I it's not even worth going in there right now. That's crazy, and uh, hopefully they'll fix it soon because it is an amazing game, and this is one of the maps that we've all been looking forward to, right? So. This is day one shit. This is day one shit that should they should. This is okay. I'll give you the break day one on this stuff, which we all did already. It was not perfect when it launched. The fucking PlayStation version was not even playable for the first month. Okay. So now right. you're going to put this crap out there. How many, how many months are we already into this? And then you make a broken D said she couldn't even see her arms. She lost all <laughs> animation of her arms. She could only see the wrist rocket for God's sakes. That's so, weird. I mean, you're breaking your game <laughs> for a patch. That's terrible. Eric, you know the Frozen guys that when you find them, they have a bomb in one hand and a gun in the other? <laughs> I found these guys, and I could see the bomb and the gun, but they weren't in their hands. It was laying on the ground under their hands, and I couldn't pick it up. It's like it wasn't <laughs> even there for me. I would see, I would see key cards, right? We kept finding purple 
purple uh, discs. I mean, purple purple floppies, and they would pick the the floppy up and put in their uh, their inventory. But I wouldn't see that. It would stay on the screen on my screen uh, where it was, and even though to them they had picked it up, it was still on my screen. So I would go and pick it up on my screen, and it would fly out of their inventory and fly out of my hand oh, and go across the room. Same over and over again. They they pick it back up, put it in their inventory. I couldn't see this. I couldn't see it. All I saw was the floppy laying there, and I would go again and pick it back up, fly out of my hand, fly out of their inventory over and over and over again. And we finally figured out what was happening. Um, it was not good. It was it was tremendously broken uh, for me. Th- they had s- smaller issues than I did. Obviously, they're playing on Quest. I'm playing on PC. I'm playing on Reverb G2. That could have something to do with it. Um, but it worked perfectly for Horde mode. Not a problem for Horde mode. And before that, uh, so th- this is um, this is a pretty big shift for me with re- with uh, regards to After the Fall. How about you test and- your game? Like that's the thing. Did nobody play this thing? Like did this thing? They just said, "Okay, let's put it in there and let's run with it." Oh, let's go. We're not going to test it now. Nah, fuck it, man. Let's just let's roll. You know what I mean? Like they had to have seen this. It's weird. This is vertical Eric. games. Vertical games. <laughs> this isn't you know some two three person team who can't afford a test or can't afford to make sure they put a patch out. They just want to get it out there because they need to have some extra money to keep going. This is vertical games. They're not going to close their doors if they don't put this freaking update out right now. Why couldn't you wait till April till it's ready? You again, <laughs> you've already made the excuse. Eric. You've already given us this stuff. <laughs> you know what? You know what it is, Eric. That, they can't find people that want to play this game pre-launch. That's, <laughs> That's what right. it is. I bet. I bet. I bet. No. Nobody. We don't know anybody who asked to play it two weeks ago. Now, do we? No. Oh, no. No. <laughs> I have no idea. Well, now we know no. why we weren't able to. Right. Exactly. Why would you All ever right. want to? If you knew this was your this, if you knew this was your update, why would you ever put it in the hands of anybody uh, who who could give an opinion on it? And. For me, I'm telling you guys, I love this game, man. And I'm tired of defending this game. Sorry. <laughs> it's all right. Uh, Dee's in the chat. She says, breathe, Mash. Breathe. Well, what's funny is Eric, the nose, Eric's, out through the mouth. he got so worked up, even his dog is pissed off about it. It's like, fuck <laughs> this shit, you know? <laughs> yeah, why, why is the Steam re- the dog saying, why is the Steam refund window only uh, 30 days? This is bullshit. This is bullshit. That's why I told D I'm going to have to refund my free Steam copy that uh, Tam2 sent me. <laughs> Onikazi says if it's that bad, it sounds like the wrong version got committed. And that's the thing. Maybe it did. I don't know. But they need, I mean, I haven't heard anything. Any? Have yeah, to be it? fair, to be fair, this was launch day and I have not been back. Uh, it could work perfectly fine now, but uh, it, it surely did not on that day. And I woke up for that, Eric. Like I chose not to sleep to do that. And, uh, I got screwed, man. I was so depressed, man. I'm like, how, I'm like, how dare they drop this while I'm away, man? Because I want to do, I want to be in there playing this, and I knew that I just wasn't going to have any time to do it. And uh, and I had no idea. I, I was so busy that I got into my, sh- I got into my show, and I was like, D, you've heard, you're the only one that's been in there. Give me the, give me the details. And when she started laying out all the garbage that you guys went through, I'm like, I just can't. Because at first I was like, I don't want to, I don't want to hear, I, I want to hear only good things. And, but I can't, how can you, how can you not, how can you, 
again, this game has had problems from the beginning, and I've been the biggest person defending everything, everything. So when you continue to make your game shit, okay, at some point it breaks the back, right? I just can't. How I can't anymore. I can't go out there and say this game is great and that this game of the year last year, which we all voted it, and then you continue to crap all over your game and put out inferior stuff. I mean, it's not fair. It's not fair to the people who spent a lot of money on this game. But you said it, man. Even if this was uh, them, you know, sending the wrong version out there, um, it's not like we didn't just have this same type of, type of jank uh, a few months back with PlayStation VR. It's like you'd think that they would figure it out at some point. Uh, Hussein asks, isn't Vertigo bringing five VR games, including After the Fall? That is correct. That's part of the uh, information, the, the very few gaming headlines that came out of uh, Oculus Meta Connect this past October. Uh, but yeah, after the fall front runner season, uh, Vertigo Games dropping updates, dropping the ball uh, all month long. So uh, <laughs> keep an eye out for uh, more information on this one. Uh, Roots, they're not the only ones. Did you hear Zenith got a, a fat check dropped on them recently? Uh, well, we now know that the Zenith update promises, quote, dozens to hundreds of in-game hours. And my first thought looking at this headline, other than you know that's great this is what we want uh dozens to hundreds roots that's a pretty big window isn't it yeah yeah especially when you don't have any there's no concept of what any of that is you know what i mean like you would hope uh end game content i mean you're gonna i mean any end game content should have i mean probably should be 100 hours plus who knows man because that's well, which one is it though is it going to be dozens or is it going to be hundreds i mean that's a like a wide <laughs> gap yeah well, this is 30. the thing. They give themselves a lot of breathing room to what they can deliver or what they have to deliver, right? I would have hoped if they would said hundreds, hundreds of hours is what I would have wanted. I just talked to somebody in the chat. I can't remember what his name is right off the bat, but he said, uh, hey, Roots, you know, I, I remember meeting you in Orbis, whatever. I said, hey, have you tried Zenith? He said, yeah, I, I leveled two characters to 40 and, and now I'm waiting for content. It's exactly what I said was going to happen. It's one thing that I was worried yeah. about. Now, I'm glad that they're getting an infused, infusion of money, but... You know, we were just talking about Elysia, right? And that's right around the corner. There's other games that are they're working on. Zenith really needs to figure out that, say, if Elysia dropped today and had endgame content, this game dries up and dies because this game doesn't have it. And it doesn't matter how good it feels or how good the questing can be or running around in, a, in an open field with your friends or whatever. Give me endgame content and I in another game, and I'm out of this one. Uh, so it's it's it's... The time is of the essence is what I got to say. And hopefully it will be hundreds of hours or at least a hundred hours. Cause I don't want a dozen or two dozen hours. That's, that's not end game content. That's uh, let me give you something to uh, pacify you while we keep taking your money. So, uh, you know, I'm all for more content, Eric, but I just hope that it's different. I don't, I don't want more of what they've got here. I want some, uh, a little bit more complexity to the gameplay here. Yeah. And it needs a fast, like, like I was talking to Todd, I'm like, that's great that they got all this money, but they need this stuff in here now because if they wait till fall to put this stuff in, what kind of player base are they going to have by fall to give these players? I mean, we, we how, what are we going to be on to by November or September or, you know, whatever? So to uh, me, they need, yeah, they, yeah, again, they need to have this stuff within the next couple of months, at least early. And they need to have it, like you said, June. They probably need to have this by May or June. Elijah's anyway. coming, bro. Elijah's coming. GT was uh, playing it on his channel earlier today, and it looks it don't look bad. 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think it, it 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 needs needed this needed to be there on day one, in my opinion, and that was my my biggest concern. And and uh, I I I kind of feel like they they've already missed the boat, and I'm hope I'm wrong, but you know, like they don't like. Oh, no. They can fix it. I, I feel like they can get people back in there. They just got to be quick, man, with the updates. Wow. Like, like Vertigo Games. Well, that's the thing. <laughs> that's the thing. I don't know. What they've shown me is that they're not, that's not, they're on a, on a long-term goal. In a, it'd be like you're, you've, you've ready to run a race and you're ready to run the, the you know, the, the Cathalon or something. And it's a, a 500 meter run, bro. Like, you know what I mean? You prepared for the wrong race and somebody else is going to sprint to the finish line and you're going to be standing there with your dick in your hand. You're going to be like, what happened? That's what I'm worried about. So. I, I, can, I can tell you that I did meet these guys um, in, uh, in GDC, at GDC. And I can tell you that um, I do feel that they know that there's issues. They know what they are and they're extremely focused on getting these things taken care of. Um, so it's not like they're all like, hey, it's all, it's all sunshine and roses and they're just celebrating and sitting on their asses. I think these guys know that, you know, they, again, they are celebrating and rightly so they should. But they are uh, focused on getting this next bit of content out here as soon as possible. So it, to me, just from you know speaking to them, I think uh, they're definitely focused and they're, they're not ignoring their issues. They know they have issues. So that's a good sign. Yeah. That is good. That is good. And, and, and they did it. They, they have done an amazing thing with this here. This is a lot of content. It's a huge, beautiful world. And it's cross platform multiplayer, which is not the easiest thing in the world to do. Uh, so that, they've got a lot going for them here. I don't think that it's too late a, at all. I think, uh, again, hopefully they don't wait until they have hundreds of hours before they uh, drop the update. And uh, I don't think they will. I think we're going to see a, uh, content from these guys sooner rather than later. And I think that they're going to keep bringing it. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, because forward to that, you know, what Eric said. It's telling. Oh, go ahead. I was gonna say it's telling that I was on fire to uh, join the Virtual Strangers Q2C Guild for two weeks, uh, three weeks, whatever it was, and then this past week I saw Todd in there like, "Hey guys, I'm going into Hydra Splat West. If anybody wants to join the guild," and I'm like, "Yeah, not right now." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't yeah. feel like going back in there right now. Yeah, that is telling. Uh, anyway, you know, you know what I want to do, Roots. I want to spend hundreds of hours playing wipe shooters. The indie hit first-person shooter. Now even more first-personing. Welcome back, recruit. You do something different with your hair. You know the deal. Aliens Earth. Let's blow stuff up. Come on, that's all you got? Death won't get you out of this, recruit, but upgrades might build the weapon of your dreams! Oh, who's gonna go boom boom? Oh, you are! Huh, intuitive and powerful! You got friends? Bring them and die! Uh, I mean, fight together! Oh, more, more, more! Okay, enough, too much. Now that's just... Seriously? I'm starting to think this was a bad idea. This from Scott Hayden at Road to VR. Roguelite Bullet Hell Mother Gunship coming to Quest 2 and Steam VR. The studio behind Mother Gunship from 2018 announced... 
It's releasing a VR reimagining of the roguelike shooter this summer on MetaQuest 2 and Steam VR headsets. Dubbed Mother Gunship Forge, developers Terrible Posture Games says the roguelike bullet hell shooter is releasing on June 16th, 2022. Like the original, the game focuses on first person shooting madness against a robot alien horde. Robotic enemies drop random gun attachments, and you can use those parts in free-form creation to make what the studio calls truly obscene guns. Think rocket-firing shotgun or toxic spike ball launcher. You know who else is a toxic spike ball launcher, Roots? My <laughs> yeah, she is. Uh, craft the gun of your dreams from dozens and upon dozens of parts. Barrels. Stat boosting gun caps, special ammo, shields, a saw blade. Give them that handcrafted touch by physically slapping the parts together in VR. The attachments to your attachments have their own attachments, the studio says. Uh, Roots, people are absolutely raving about the uh, the demo that's been floating around here. I know I saw uh, GT play up. PD might have even played this one as well. Uh, people are saying that this is absolutely incredible. Even Upload raving about this. I saw the footage. We just watched the footage. It looks fun. Um, let me just ask you, how fun does this look to you? Does this look like it's going to be game of the year? It does not look like it's going to be game of the year. But, you know, it's it's ironic. All the people that you just named are people that are in the industry that they've played everything, right? And we say it all the time, and I've said it especially with about Crashland and other wave shooter type of games. You can have one. It just has to be unique. The gameplay has to be its own. It has to um just be different right and maybe the gameplay in this is so different that it's it's really is fun i noticed some of the weapons are doing different things right bouncing off of other things like maybe you need to switch uh guns a lot it's like that one game that anthony used to rave about about the platform and you had the different guns that you had to switch different platforms and i never got blasters of the universe um i think that one that was one of them but there was a something else and maybe someone in the chat would would know but it was it was oh, uh, yeah, time, time, something time gun or I don't know, whatever it was. It, it really relied on the different guns for different situations. And if this is done right and you're constantly having to switch between guns and it can, it could be really cool. Right. So. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. This, it really reminds me of blasters, not really in the look of it, but like what you're doing here with the guns, the, the complete customization, of the weapons the big difference here eric is that this is a, a co-op game if i'm not mistaken so you're going to be able to bring your friends in to do this as well yeah yeah it is and this is a flat game right that they ported in, they're reporting the flat game or is it, yeah. is, it is it built I, I think so. up for the, like okay so it's not like they just took the ip and made it into a vr game they're just porting what the because i know it's it's definitely a flat game i just didn't know if because it's a different name it's not I think um, the flat game is just Mother I, Gunship, and this one's Forge, so I don't know if that's... Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure how different it is, if this is a brand new built-from-the-ground-up game or, or poor. I really don't know. It doesn't uh, specify in here. It says it's release, a, a reimagining, they're calling it. So uh, I would say that it's one of these things that's similar but not exact. It's not a port, per se. I mean, the the, the video they showed there does not look like it would be a port. It looks like it's made for VR to me, um, but you know a lot of games do lend themselves for VR to VR. So it looks freaking cool, man. I, I love these kind of things. And again, the wave shooters are okay with I'm okay with a wave shooter as long as it's fun and it's entertaining and it keeps you, you know, don't make it boring. That's what the problem is. You get a lot of these wave shooters are boring. You get the same weapon, you get the same enemy, you get the same thing, just you're throwing more and faster at you and harder to kill. Don't do that. 
give me different, give me options, give me, give me different enemies, give me different guns. Uh, like Bruce says, give me different ways to shoot them. And it sounds like it's here with the way the custom you can customize these weapons to make what you want. So I'm definitely extremely interested in this game. Yeah. All right. So Wolverine is saying that that PD did do a video on it, but it, he was not positive like the others were. PD was livid that what? they did not bring the full. Uh, feature set of the original mm. game over so this is kind of like a limited version of what the flat game is mm, i bet you pd played it flat and before it came out to vr and and so his expectations uh are more higher because the uh the original is probably really good right mm. yeah so. exactly exactly um well to me i mean it looks fun uh, I, I, to be quite honest, I was surprised that, that people were just as blown away by it as they were because when I look at this. I look at something that's on the level of like a Captain Toonhead. Like it looks as Captain Toonhead looks just as fun, if not more so, than this game to me. It certainly doesn't look to be on the level of Crashlands to me with regards to wave shooters. Mm. But again, this is a co-op game, and uh, that means something, right? The fact that you can play with your friends. I do think it looks like it could be more fun than something like Final Space, for example, uh, which was good. Um, but short this is kind of a, a roguelike and from what i understand it's going to go on for uh some time and be different every time you play it or at least in some ways different uh when you pick it up yep. uh anyway uh looks pretty cool i'm going to be interested in getting my hands on this and seeing how good it really is again um a lot of people high on this one and uh i like shooting shit in vr roots i don't know if you knew that about me <laughs> um, i like it you're right up there with wolvaza right yeah as a matter of fact that was funny that was uh, one of the biggest things i took away from your stream on the last fallout 4 vr is like instantly wolvie's like is this it like where's the action and i was like dude <laughs> you had so much action in that stream shortly after then forward everywhere you went there was something you were killing and attacking that game's got tons of action right yeah he tuned in right when i was in town talking to people and progressing the story <laughs> but yeah every, anytime you leave the city walls man it's like it's constant literally and it gets more and more so as you go along yeah uh roots it's finally happening uh whether it be good bad or just all right the nfl is getting an official vr game the story from vr scout uh fans of the vr sports genre should be in for a treat Sports technology company Status Pro today announced a new partnership with the NFL to develop the organization's first official NFL game for VR headsets. Revealed during GDC 2022, the NFL licensed simulator will put you in the cleats of a professional NFL player as you toss the pigskin around a virtual arena from an immersive first-person perspective. Today marks an important milestone for Status Pro and the VR industry. By partnering with the NFL, we offer a new form of engagement between athletes and fans, unlike anything in the marketplace. Uh, this from Troy, jo Troy Jones, co-founder and chief executive of officer of Status Pro. NFL football fans and gamers alike will be able to connect with the world of sports through authentic, immersive gaming products that democratize the experience of the professional athlete um this could be great or it could be a disaster uh from what i understand i mean this isn't coming from some triple a studio that has a bunch of experience making football 
games or, or VR games for that matter. Uh, so we, we largely don't know what to expect here, but you got to imagine uh, if the NFL is putting their stamp on it, I mean, it's got to be all right, don't it? I hope so. Because <laughs> that's the thing, right? Because it could imagine you're just getting into VR and you're like, oh man, they got a, an NFL game, you know, a football game that's backed by the NFL and you get into it. And at least from what it descri- this description sounds like, that description sounds like something from 2016 where you're in there and, and you're maybe you get to throw it. What, what's that other game, the 2K uh, football or whatever? It sounds like the first version of that. Like they've added it to where it's actually a football game now. Now, I don't think, I, I think, like you said, it, because the NFL is attached to it and the timing of it, I'm really, really hoping that they got presented with this game and they said, wow, this is amazing. We need to, to snatch this up, right? We need to partner with them. I, that's my hope. I don't know. Well, Eric, I mean, if we look back into the, the past history of the VR library, I mean, the MLB game was so awesome. And the NBA, I mean... <laughs> Such high reviews for these. Surely the NFL is not going to drop the ball, so to speak, right? I have zero expectations for this game. I think it's <laughs> probably a good chance it's going to be other dog shit. I just don't see it. Who's status pro? Why? Again, Roots had it. Give this license to 2MD football. They freaking deserve it. They earned it. They already have a, a framework. Give them some money behind it. Let them make something freaking mind-blowing. Why would you give it to – I don't even know who these people are. And, again, it's, it's again, the NFL. NFL just throws money at shit. You know what I mean? Don't doesn't think about metaverse. it. Metaverse. Yeah. Come on, yeah, man. It's, it's, it's the metaverse, bro. we got to put the money in there. <laughs> we don't want to be late to the party on this one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I hope I'm wrong. I, I hope I'm know. wrong. You know what I mean? I hope it's great. I just, to me, this I see red flags all over this. How about you? I mean, you guys got to think the same, right? I am or something close. I, I just don't see a lot of faith in here. I'm like, oh, where I, I'm just now looking at this, going, oh wow, this is going to be great. This is the yeah, NFL. I'm, it's a simulator, NFL licensed simulator. What does that sound like to you? That doesn't sound like a a game. That sounds like, like I said, you're going to get in there and you're going to get to throw the ball around. I mean, maybe it's a simulator because it's so real and that it's the best version of football ever. Um, but I'm leaning against that from what just the, just their wording of it. And I'm hope I'm wrong. So. Yeah. We all hope we're wrong because uh, of what a big deal it would be if this turned out to be awesome. Like if this turns out to be a legit, incredible NFL experience, even if it isn't a full game, if it's an amazing experience, it's going to draw people into the headset. Um, yeah. So that's kind of what we're hoping for here, and hopefully this game will succeed where the uh, NBA and MLB uh, brands have failed before it. Yep. Golf. That's the best we have. That's the best golf. we have, Eric. We have golf. Yeah. Well, like, was it Roots or you just said that they're both? It's, it could have the opposite effect. Can you imagine if this is garbage and you have people playing this for the first, you know, playing um, their first VR experience and they go, hey, I can play, you know, like Madden in VR. And you go in there and it's garbage and you're like, oh, why am I doing VR? You know what I mean? We already have the Patrick Mahomes experience. So uh, I think that damage has been done already. <laughs> I know, right? That's true. Uh, anyway, uh, moving right along, uh, an old favorite topic of. Uh, of discussion on this program finally finds a publisher.
京都で VR ゲームの開発をしているキャラクターバンクの三上です私たちはこの冬にリリースする予定の VR 魔法アクション RPG「ルインズ・メイガス」を制作しています本日はこの「ルインズ・メイガス」についてご紹介させていただきますこのゲームでは遺跡都市グラン・アムニスを中心にさまざまな物語を体験することができますあなたは新人魔法使いとして研究機関エニグマの同じく新人であるアイリスと共に遺跡に秘められた謎の解明を目指しますストーリーは全26章に及びその全てを VR で体験することができます遺跡内ではあなたに襲いかかるガーディアンとの戦闘は避けられませんさまざまな特徴を持つ魔法を強化し使い分けたり縦アクション回避アクションアイテムを上手に使い強力なガーディアンや敵対する魔法使いとの手に汗握る戦闘をすることができます先ほどから皆様に見ていただいているゲーム内映像はすべてオキラスクエスト2でお楽しみいただけるグラフィックスです私たちはこれまで培ってきた技術を使い本作ではスタンダードン機器でも PC と同様のグラフィックスでゲーム体験をすることができます私たちが作り上げるこのルインズメイガスに少しでも興味を持っていただければ幸いです Thank you What's on? I'll load my things behind it. Oh, I was just seeing a、uh, black screen.、Uh, <laughs> all right,、uh, th this from、uh, Jamie Feltham at Upload VR.、Uh, VR Japanese RPG Ruins Magus now has a publisher and is back on track once again for a Western launch. The game from Kyoto based Character Bank was originally hoping to launch worldwide with the help of a Kickstarter crowdfunding campaign. But it failed to secure the necessary funds through the platform, and its developer said it would look into other means of releasing. This week, the team confirmed that it had partnered with Mastiff to publish the game beyond Japan, and it's now looking to release Ruins Magus on both Quest and PCVR this spring. No word on a PSVR release yet, but we'll let you know if we hear any more. So,、uh, Roots, you know. We were pretty excited to、uh, check this thing out. It's a very story driven RPG、uh, with a beautiful art style and an intriguing story. We've talked about it many times, but alas, the Kickstarter did not succeed. And it seemed, at least for a while there, like all hope was lost.、Uh, but enter now Mastiff Games, which, by the way, is the company that brought us Home Sweet Home.、Uh, and they're going to bring this game to market.、Uh, so I think that's a pretty good sign, Roots, that at least this game, at least someone. Has seen this game and thinks that it's worth、uh, bringing into Western markets. It must be halfway decent, right? Yeah, it looks pretty cool, man. And there's a lot of people that love this type of game, and the thought that it was uh,、um, just going to go by the wayside is kind of depressing. So I think it's kind of cool that they're, they've got the,、uh, they got a second chance or maybe the third chance, right? So, yeah, yeah. Eric, I don't know if I've even talked to you about Ruins Megas before. Have you seen this? Yeah, I have.、Um, I've watched you guys talk about it.、Um, I don't think we have actually discussed it, but、uh, I'm super excited about this game. It looks so good. I'm so glad that they,、um, 
you know, a lot of times they don't make Kickstarter, man. That's it. They just kind of pack it up. So it's good that somebody decided to put some money behind. This is kind of what I was talking about earlier. I'm, uh, you take some of this money that you, people are throwing at crazy shit like the metaverse and go put it into a company like this. You know, give them something, give them the tools they need to make this thing awesome. Um, so I'm super glad that uh, I, I, what was the company's name? I didn't even remember, but I'm super Mastiff, glad that they, just, yeah, they decided to invest in them because, you know, this could have went away real quick. And, and you know, I understand that people are nervous with quick start Kickstarters because most of them don't go anywhere and you lose your money, which kind of sucks. But, you know, the uh, Kickstarters are, are sometimes the only avenue that some of these companies you have. So, you know, pick and choose and try and make right decisions and, and back a Kickstarter, man. That's all I can say. Yeah, they came along just a little too early, right? But before the metaverse craze, they had their uh, their Kickstarter. They they might could have ran the same exact campaign in February this year, and it would have been a massive success. Whereas before, it, you know, it failed to. Uh, I mean, people just weren't talking about it. Like, v, um, I think it was uh, VR Focus uh, would talk about it quite a bit. That's where we learned about it at, and we would cover it. But who are we, right? Uh, eventually upload picked it up uh, during the, the Kickstarter campaign. But typically these campaigns, you know, they, they either succeed or fail in the first few days. And when people see one that's two weeks in that, that doesn't have anywhere near the money that it needs, people are reluctant to, to invest in it because they, they don't think that uh, obviously something's wrong with it, right? Like if, if it were good, then people would have, would have bought it. So uh, they were kind of doomed from the start um with this regard so i yeah i'm with you i'm glad that mastiff picked this up i'm very interested in it a lot of gameplay mechanics in this type of game stuff people like from the mmo type games but a lot more depth with regards to to story and other aspects uh looking forward to checking out ruins megas it looks like it's done very well like even just watching the dialogue you know and the the vendor and she's like you know handing something over and it just um it just looked really really uh good I want to play this thing now. Let's do it. Well, apparently, uh, not going to have to wait that long. This spring, I think, is what they're saying for this one. So, yep. uh, spring is here. So, yep. we We're should here. see it pretty soon. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let's see. What else do we have here? Polyarch looking to bring Moss 2 to other platforms ASAP. So, a lot of people concerned about this. Much like its predecessor uh, being a PSVR exclusive, a few people have made note that they never said that they were going to bring it to other platforms, even though we all knew that they were. That, you know, of course, the, there are the warriors out there. Like, nobody ever said this was coming to Quest or PC. Well, here, here you go. Polyarch looking to bring Moss 2 to other platforms ASAP. Uh, unsurprisingly, according to this article, studio co-founder and art director Chris Alderson said as much in an interview with, with the Between Realities team during GDC this week, which, uh, again, you can see the video here on uh, Upload VR. Uh, the anticipated anticipated sequel launches this week on PSVR, this Thursday to be exact, but the team asked Alderson if there was a tentative date for release on other platforms. No tentative date, Alderson replied, but we are working on delivering that to fans as soon as possible. Eric. Um, as soon as possible. That means just as soon as their exclusivity deals up, right? One hundred percent. As soon as Sony, that means as soon as Sony lets us bring it to somebody else. All right. Uh, Roots, are you bummed out at all that 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 you're going to have to play this on PSVR? I'm kind of digging the idea because I experienced the original on PSVR, and it's just going to add to that 
whole nostalgia thing for me, which is a big part of a game like this. I'm curious to see how good it, I mean, it's going to look amazing. I'm playing it on PlayStation 5, you know what I mean? So it's going to be, it's going to be phenomenal. It's, it, I'm not going to be up swinging my move controllers. There's going to be no tracking issues. So everything about it, it's best case scenario for me. It's, um, I'm looking forward to it as well. Would I want to play it on a different uh, platform? Yeah, obviously. But my thing is, is it's good for PlayStation VR and all the players that that's what they have. They've been, this is, this is their, uh, yeah, we get to play it early. And, um, and I guess they're going to be having a lot of moments like that or a lot of feeling better about themselves moments in uh, Q1. So it'll be cool. of 2025. Uh my question is this. We talked about it earlier. The game is only as good as its lowest common denominator platform. So this is working on a PlayStation 4. Um, but, slim. You know, but, slim. But, but confirmed enhanced for PS, PS5. So it's not just going to have uh, a slim version and a pro version that is backwards compatible on PS5. It's actually going to be enhanced for <clears throat> PS5. So we should get uh, a fairly good representation of this as uh, people who have already bought into the next generation. Right. Yep. I mean, if you really want to see it in its glory for uh, that platform, you'll just wait for PSVR 2 when it drops, and then it'll be uh, blow, probably blow you away from the version we're about to play on the uh, PSVR 1, right? So. Only time will tell. This is supposed to be bigger and better in every way. Everything that we liked about the original Moss should be enhanced here, and uh, the the feeling of immersion should uh, be all the more. So I'm looking forward to uh, checking this one out. Uh, we we all know that. And then when it comes to other platforms, just like I did with the other one, if it's as good as I think it's going to be, I'll end up playing it on every platform again, just like I did the first one. Yeah. Uh, but Roots, you know, Moss Book 2, it's a pretty high-profile sequel. Uh, taking all the attention and all the headlines, while we have other sequels that are just kind of lurking in the shadows that I wasn't even aware of. Boys, here are your new objectives for today. Warplanes Battles Over Pacific is a World War II sequel to the hit VR combat flight sim Warplanes World War I Fighters. World War I Fighters was the first and only combat flight game on Quest until the release of Ultra Wings 2 and is still the only one with a realistic art style and multiplayer, though the latter feature is on its way to Ultra Wings 2 very soon. 
It's also available on Steam VR. Um, Roots, we covered this game uh, a while back, um, basically on the insistence of the community. I was not looking forward to playing it. Um, I'm not a flight sim guy. Uh, but with that said, when I got in there, I could see why people were so high on it. And I was glad I played it. I ended up having a very good time. Very surprised at just how much fun I had in the uh, Warplanes World War One. Now we have a whole new sequel, bigger and better, uh, apparently, with uh, a whole new generation of uh, airplanes and equipment, as this one is based in uh, the, the era of Hitler. That's crazy. You know, my my reaction is like uh, people in the chat are saying, like, the fr the first one just came out. You know what I mean? Like, oh, my God, these devs are are crazy, man. They're just pumping it out. And like I was telling you guys during the, the, the trailer, I'm blown away just by how good the the difference between the first one and the second one this is like a, a good upgrade right um, um and like you were saying a good balance of that sim versus arcade um thing i i just think it's really good looks good anyway right right uh, ultra wings kind of cartoony kind of arcadey a lot a load of fun by the way ultra wings too um and then you have the other end you have your microsoft flight sim which is ultra realistic amazing views but not very fun to to fly so to speak it's fun to ride but i mean the piloting not all that great uh but then you have a game like this that just has the best of both worlds it has a very good realistic look to it fun gameplay that's easy to pick up tons of options uh the only question eric you know we know this is a world war ii game but how many hitlers does this game actually have because we know 2079 has a plethora of hitlers i don't know if this one can keep up if, if you don't have 50 hitlers in the game don't even bother launching it i'll settle for killing one hitler i know wolfie would love to kill one hitler man yeah that'd be cool this looks this game looks freaking crazy amazing man i was just telling you guys during the trailer i mean this is like the perfect time period for this type of game so they got out of the world war one kind of like biplane now we're into some jets and some some fighter planes and you know it looks like you're gonna do, do some amazing dog fights and you know shooting at these submarines and these these destroyers out in the ocean just looks so cool man so yeah i'm really looking forward to this one and they need flight they need flight stick support that would uh, be cool on, on, i mean you can't do it you can't yeah and you can't do it on a quest that i know of anyway um, so, I mean, did this come into Steam, did they say? Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure that, it, well, I mean, the original came to Steam, and you would assume that this one's coming as well. Let me, uh, let me read a little further I down want, here and see if it specifies. Yeah, I don't want to use the virtual uh, HOTUS, I want to use my HOTUS. It doesn't say, it says, um, third quarter this year, so, uh, this one's coming later this year. I would imagine it's going to be on Steam. Um, yeah, you know, people obviously are going to want to hold us support for this, and I'd be surprised if it didn't eventually get it. Uh, but with that said, I, I was really uh, pleased by the controls and just how easy this game was to pick up and play. Again, I'm not a flight sim guy, and uh, I had no trouble at all picking this up and playing it. It was fun. Yeah. Yeah, they give you a lot of options to control it here, right? And so if you want to go, you know, super sim type, you can do that. Uh, if you want to go really arcadey, you can do that. And then they do have a little bit of a middle option, which is kind of where I sat with when I was playing it. So, yeah, they, they definitely give you options. Which is... Yeah. Oculus Quest uh, library getting better all the time, right? And uh, certainly 
This is the case when we talk about this next headline. Walkabout Mini Golf Devs tease more licensed content after Labyrinth. Like, Eric, we were kind of blown away uh, recently when it was revealed that the Walkabout Devs have signed a deal with uh, the Jim Henson Company to produce a Labyrinth-themed, uh, I guess it's three courses, like a like a set of courses, a DLC for, for their game. Apparently, that's not all they have in the works, though. So, you know, based upon the amazing announcement that we already have, I mean, aren't you kind of, like, curious what this next one might be? It could be anything if they're doing Labyrinth. Back to the Future. That's what I want. I want Go- Back to the Goonies. Future. Go, Goonies. Radio Run. Let's do some Goonies. He loves Walkabout Minigolf, too. Can you imagine if he had to play through Goonies courses? That would be cool. How cool would it be? Like, with all the... the um the gadgets that that one kid could do i mean they could have some cool things going through there um data yeah, yeah Rich, data. we could get a we could we could we could get a hole in one-eyed willy <laughs> yeah you know who else wants a one-eyed willy hole, in their <laughs> hole? <laughs> oh my yeah, goodness you know what's cool oh. the, the coolest thing i take from this and this is i'm sure you guys feel i how cool is it to see this interview from alex i keep you know what i mean like i and it's such a good uh, the dialogue here, and these are the questions you would want to um, to ask them yourself. So, uh, what a good pickup it was for Upload VR, for sure. VR VR Incorporated Metaverse Startup. I'm telling you guys, millions. Yeah, millions. Let's anyway, do it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, looking forward to uh, more from Walkabout. They don't do anything but quality already. We know that. That's the reason why this is so excited. Exciting, rather. Uh, we know they're going to knock it out of the park with this Labyrinth DLC and then whatever comes next, man. I mean, who knows? Uh, could literally be anything. Back to the future. That'd be cool. I want it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm down. Uh, anyway, um, Walkabout, I'd say a likely candidate for the Hello Games Award at the end of the year for best ongoing support of a game but we won't know until uh we meet of course with our patrons in big screen as we do each year and roots did you know this year uh it's going to be a lot easier to do and a lot more accessible for our patrons Big Screen VR, uh, input streaming update, lets you fully control your PC from your Quest 2 wirelessly. This is a full-on virtual desktop style uh, upgrade uh, for Big Screen on Quest. Uh, A few months ago, Big Screen screen VR developer 
fully overhauled streaming in the application with dedicated servers and a new low latency remote desktop client. So I did not report on this. I did read it at the time. This is one of the things that ended up on the cutting room floor, but big screen VR added a bunch of dedicated servers uh, recently to, to add uh, quality to the, uh, the streaming aspect of their, their shared spaces when you invite your friends in and stream your, your, PC, which is a big deal because really that's the only thing that this, you know, for, for the applications we use it for, that was the only thing it was lacking was quality on that end. So that's kind of a big deal. But since then, the team dramatically added, dramatically added various features and improvements, including increased video audio quality, latency, and stability. Today, the de developer released a new remote desktop client with a simpler, a simple installer allowing users to interface between PC and their Quest 2 much easier. With this update, users can now fully control their PC from their Meta Quest 2 wirelessly with a virtual keyboard and mouse that the users can operate using their Meta Quest 2 controllers. Um, Roots, I'm excited about this, specifically with the application that I kind of used as a segue here. Uh, our players, you know, we've been waiting a long time for big screen to come to, to PlayStation VR. Um, and it's been available on quest two for a while now, but this is a much, this allows for much more flexibility, uh, on our end, like we, we can each get in there now without even having to be anywhere near our, com our computer and use our computer fully share our screens and, um, Again, when you pile that on top of all the other improvements that they've put in over the last four to six weeks, uh, I feel like uh, we're going to continue. The, the participation is going to continue to grow in our end of the year meetup with our patrons. What, yeah. what do you think about all this? Oh, I agree. I think it's cool that they're making it easier. I mean, especially even from content creators uh, standpoint, because one of the things that you can't do in VR is you can't look at your chat like from a Twitch or YouTube or whatever, right? You don't have a chat screen. So that's going to be solved in this. And like you said, sharing the screen, even when we want to do our um, our content where one of us is doing the showcase in the game where we're doing split screen, one of the things we have to do is trying to log into a website browser thing. And it just gets weird, man. I just want to just give me something to make it easy to interface with my computer. And it looks like they did. And I would assume... I, I can run Discord through this as well. And then now I can talk to people in Discord through the Quest, correct? Would that would that work or no? I, I would assume so, but we already have a fix for that um, through this other program called Oculus that actually lets you run Discord right in the uh, within the Android framework without having to use a workaround. Oh, wow. That's yeah. cool. We need to try that out. I've been meaning to install it just to see how good it is, but uh, apparently we can do that now. Uh, Eric, isn't it interesting how big screen kind of has become this two-in-one program? Like, we, we have all this stuff we're talking about here that we use it for, but that's not really what this app is known for, is it? This is a, a movie viewing app. This is meant for people to take in digital entertainment with their friends. You can literally buy movie tickets and watch movies in big mm. screen. Uh, but it also has all of this functionality from a productivity standpoint. Yeah. And I think they had to morph, you know, they had to change at some point in, you know, at some point in time, their, the framework and the way they were doing things quickly became, you know, with, with the way Oculus and the way Oculus takes a cut of their money with these movies, 
I think it quickly became apparent to them they weren't going to make a lot of money just on doing that one thing. And they probably had to to uh, to pivot and try something a little bit different. So this is a smart move. Um, I think the servers, that's kind of over. We kind of kind of brushed by that a little bit. That's an important thing to have the servers, uh, dedic- more dedicated servers in there. Because getting more people into your instances to watch these things is important. If you can do it smoother, that makes it a lot easier. Hell yeah. I mean, friction. We don't want friction when we go into these things. So. So yeah, I think this is great for big screen and we need it. Big screen is a is a really cool thing that we need and more people should be using. Well, this is something that blew me away. It's been a month or so. I don't know. I was talking to somebody. I can't remember who it was now, but they didn't even know big screen existed. And they've been into VR for like six months or a year. And like, I, that to me, that blows me away because like who doesn't watch TV or movies? Um, I mean, I don't very much anymore, but it's a, the biggest consumption thing that people do in uh, media, right? And bringing that into VR in a in an easy way, and now you got all these extra features, is really good for it. So, I'd love to talk to these guys. One because I'm I'm interested to know if if they still plan to bring this to PlayStation VR One. It's been coming soon forever, but we're now on the the doorstep of the next generation. It makes me wonder if they're just going to uh, just wait wait until they have a more full-featured mm. platform to to launch on. Uh, but beyond that, uh, these guys have been super outspoken against Meta and their shady business practices and what it's like to be on their store. Uh, they're not afraid to speak their mind. For, for that reason, I'd love to talk to them. Maybe we can go on location with them That's at cool. some point. I'd, lo- I'd love... We could go on location from big screen with these guys, that, right? That'd be super cool. Onikazi says that their first release was the shared screen social place, then came the focused on movies, which is kind of cool. So they must have realized, okay, they, they did one thing, then kind of shifted to movies, and now they're bringing it all back together into one, right? So... Right. Yeah, right. yeah originally this was kind of like a, a virtual desktop-style thing. Uh, but uh, again, it just keeps growing and adding functionality. You know, the funny thing is, I think the real potential for this app lies in that end of it. I think if they could get day and date movie releases, like big time movies that are still in the theater, I think people, especially as the the metaverse continues to grow, uh, I, I think people are going to be up for this. Especially, I mean, obviously they're going to need the support of someone like Meta. So I don't know that it'll ever happen. But, you know, once the metaverse becomes a real thing and you're going in there and you're going to all these different digital spaces, you're going to McDonald's, you, you're going to want to be able to go somewhere and catch a movie. And if it's not big screen doing it, someone else is going to do it because there's absolutely a future in this concept. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, one more headline before we uh, get into the week's reminders. I just thought uh, those of you who are like me, and I'm sure there's not many of you that are have been curious about Agony VR. There's a demo out for it now, uh, but apparently, according to Upload VR anyway, the Agony VR demo is not very good. And uh, I want to apologize to everyone because I feel partially responsible for this. You know, and and I'm joking, obviously. I I did ride these devs pretty hard to bring Agony into VR. Even before Agony was released, I was riding these guys to, to make it a VR game. Um... I was leading the charge with this and when it came out and people said the game wasn't very good, I didn't stop. I just kept going. Well, I said, well, you know what? Maybe it's not very good on flat, but this would be crazy in VR. So I stayed right on them. And then it finally happened. They finally announced that they were bringing in another team to help them. And, um, 
my hope was is that this was going to turn out to be uh, mind bending mm. and and frightening and disgusting. And it might be, but according to uh, Upload VR, it's not very impressive. Um, but I'm going to try it out. I've been wait- I've waited this long, uh, and I thought there might be at least be two or three other people out there that have kind of been looking forward to this. And uh, I thought I would inform those people that Agony VR demo is available now. Uh, I'm sure neither one of you guys want to play this, right? No, no, especially not after that raving review, but um <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, my, I, I want you stream it i am I curious though yeah i'm curious to see exactly because not everybody's you know this is the thing we've been off the mark on a lot of games this year now i would i would uh argue that we had the correct take on the mark but still just because somebody says a game it's isn't good. good doesn't mean that you're not going to like it right well, listen, dude, it's like this. Mother Gunship is the greatest game of all time. <laughs> Hit, Hitman VR kidding. Hitman VR is uh, garbage, garbage that you should play flat. Mm-hmm. Marineverse is game of the year. Yeah, well, it could be. <laughs> could be. If some people say it's a really good sim. I did hear that. Yeah. Uh, Wolverazza says, Agony trailer I watched looked like a walking sim in hell. That is exactly what it is. It is a walking sim in hell. And it is disturbing. It. Yeah, yeah. It's, it looks it looks like something that would uh, freak you out if you were to experience it in uh, in VR if it were done right. Um, we'll see. I'm going to try it out. I'll let you guys know. I'm not streaming it. If I do, it'll be for patrons. Like this is one of those things that mm. you know against community guidelines what they put in this game. So uh, mm. I'd be surprised if you saw very many streams of this. Wow, they did. Uh, somebody streamed Lust for Darkness, didn't they? Really? That yeah. I don't know. It wasn't me. I don't know. You should do that one too. Just put your kid in there for clickbait. Tell my wife. <laughs> Tell my wife. <laughs> Tell my nope. wife I should stream that. See what nope. she tells you. No, your wife, it, Michelle, <laughs> is very, very wise and level-headed. She's like, that ain't happening. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, um, well, we can talk about that off air. It, it's. She has a point. Anyway, uh, let's get into the week's reminders. We do have a ton of games out this week. Some we were expecting, and even this next one kind of snuck up on me.
Now there be goblins from Shocktopus <laughs> Games, March 28th, coming to Steam VR. Uh, I've had my eye on this for a little while. Uh, I did not know it was coming so soon. Uh, judging by the look of this uh, trailer, I mean, it looks a lot like, um, I mean, in terms of gameplay, it looks a lot like Captain Toonhead. Uh, but you said you did get a chance to uh, play a demo of this, right, Eric? Yeah, this was uh, this was one of the VR games that was in the Steam Next Fest um, that we had recently, and uh, I did play it, and it was it was pretty cool. It's you know it's pretty again pretty basic tower defense, but uh, the the mechanic they have like a hammer in here that's uh, like it's like retractable. It's like on a on a chain, so you throw it, and then you can whip it back at your you know back and catch it in your hand like a Thor's hammer kind of deal. And the mechanic was really good, and uh, it was one of the best things I liked about the game. But uh, but yeah, I mean, it seemed pretty basic. You know what I hate that they do in this is they talk gibberish in this game. I just hate when they do that. It <laughs> bothers me. As Mr. T would call it, they they, they talking jibba jabba. <laughs> jibba jabba. That's it. Yeah. Uh, Roots, uh, rock'em sock'em goblins. Uh, you in? Ah, uh, looks pretty cool. I mean, I enjoyed the uh, the other version, right? Uh, the 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 chunkla or whatever it's called. <laughs> but uh, it, it looks cool. It looks unique. I like that minecart. That looks super cool to me. And, uh, you know, I just think it looks pretty cool. Different. Yeah. Yeah. I'd, uh, I'd check it out for sure. Yeah. Uh, but that's not all we have this week. Uh, not by a long shot, friends. You know what we need? Roots. Everybody says this. Uh, what VR really needs more of is awesome rail shooters. Transformers Beyond Reality from Meta 4 Interactive coming out March 31st for Steam VR, PlayStation VR as well. Roots um, looks to me, and this is a good thing if it's true. Looks to me like they took Archangel and pulled a Transformer skin on, over it. Uh, and while I wasn't like ever, ever like the biggest Transformers uh, fan, uh, I do think this looks cool, and I hope that it's good. Because I know there are a, there are legions of Transformers fans out there. Well, a lot of people are put off by the fact that you're like, I guess, a person with the Transformers. And I don't think that, to me, that's not going to put me off. This is, I only have one caveat. Because this is what I always wanted when I was a kid. One of the coolest things about, I guess you just see it right there. Watching the, the, the vehicles and, and different things change into the Transformers back and forth. And seeing it in a fantastical way, right? Because that's what's cool about it is you're seeing things transform right before your eyes and, and attack each other. So I, I think it could be really cool. Hopefully there's a cool story. And uh, and I agree with you. I, you know, Archangel was cool. And uh, seeing it in a Transformer um, world uh, could be amazing. And it could also be um, something that was created several years ago and are now releasing. We see a lot of this stuff, right? And it's like, 
oh, now's a good time to release it. And then it comes out and you're like, ooh, this would have been good in 2017. Um, I don't think that's going to be the case for this, but uh, that's always a possibility, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Eric, um, one more. Another one for PlayStation VR. They're, they're having quite a month here, and uh, and that's good. You know, we, we said that this this uh, this awesome platform deserves a victory lap before it uh, fades off and, and rides off into the sunset. Um Looks like a pretty good one for PSVR. I mean, uh, a, a way or, or a rail shooter like this is uniquely um, positioned to work well with the PSVR control and tracking system, right? Yeah, I mean, this is a game that's made for the PSVR. You know, front-facing, you know, wave shooter, um, you know, will work well probably both ways if you decide. I don't know. I'm not sure if it'll use dual shock and moves, but I would say it would probably work both ways pretty well if you chose to go that route, but yeah, for the moves, it would be great. And uh, yeah, I mean, it looks cool. And you know what? Again, the PlayStation, it does, the, you know, PlayStation VR does deserve their victory lap. And I have, as long as it's a timed one, I'm good. With, I'm good with timed exclusives. I just hate when they're, when you're never going to see it anywhere else. So yeah, I'm, I'm excited right. for it. You know who else works uh, well with uh, going both ways? My mom. <laughs> yeah, she does. Yes, she does. <laughs> uh anyway march 31st a busy day apparently as we get the uh, next title from alchemy lab so that's what a prismia adapting looks like yes 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 new power new power what can you do that's a neat party trick nice oh, you did it i'm not sure how the blubs got trapped in the mazes There's several sky drives around astralgebra can be explored using SkyDrive Terminal. <laughs> it has its own gravity? Wow! <laughs> Use resize power Ooh. on any sun. Observe effect. Planetizer can planetize most items. However, use caution. Uh, what? I know, I love it! Are you good at finding things, new kid? Because I lost my school ID. It's got a me on it. I had it in my locker, and then I lost it. Amazing! Pile of ghouls. Classic. You're already the coolest kid in school! Let's add ice. Like, a lot! Don't be a bubble burster, Gleg! Welcome to the Sports Dome! Picture time! Hit it! Yay! You did it! Well, I have been known to play the occasional prank. Uh, shouldn't you be in class? Way to go, kiddo! Keep it up! Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yes! <laughs> Clean up in aisle two. Looks delicious. And that's a hoot. The greatest detective in most cosmos was on the case. Despite school-wide malfunctions and fire, classes will continue as usual. Oh, no. Did not see that coming. Cosmonius High is nearby. Osmonius High coming as well on March 31st. This one coming to Steam VR and Quest 2. Uh, this, again, as we mentioned before, the latest from Alchemy Labs, the studio that brought us Job Simulator and then Vacation Simulator after that. Eric, this looks like a natural um, progression of that style of game, you know, giving it a little bit more depth, but you know, still revolving around the hand-based interactions that the previous two titles were built upon. 
Um, I think the people who are going to like this game already know that they're going to like it. The people who aren't going to like it already know that they're not. I think pretty much anybody could get in here and, and be mildly entertained, uh, although I don't know I'll be picking this one up on launch day. Yeah, I mean, like we were, we were just talking about these 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 games aren't for everybody, and but they're they're gonna they're gonna focus to a lot of people, um, which is great, you know. And again, my daughter will absolutely love this game. Um, she loves Vacation Simulator, and it's probably one of the only things she's playing right now. Um, so yeah, it's perfect for that. There's a ton of stuff to do in here. Um, you know, they have a lot of interaction, which is you know a lot of virtual reality interaction, which is great. So, you know, I mean, it looks really, really good. And the team, it's funny. And this team knows how to make these games. Man, Alchemy is such a good developer and they know how to make these type of games. And they, they do, they know their wheelhouse. And uh, I think this is going to be a hit for them. Yeah. The thing is, for me, uh, for uh, this uh, job simulator, I like job sim- simulator. It was pretty cool. It was early on, right? So you enjoyed it. And we didn't judge it too much because it was uh, early on and, and uh, it's a good game. And then Vacation Simulator came out, and I thought, okay, I'm going to play Job Simulator again. It's going to be pretty cool. And it was actually, to me, the amount of depth and how cool it was was like 10 times better than the first one, so much so that Wes broke his TV playing it. (laughs) Um, And so my expectations are that I'm going to think, man, this doesn't look like it's for me. I'm going to go into it, and I'm actually going to enjoy playing it just like I did the other two. Um, because this looks like it's got that weird effect too. Like, and they're also looks like they're they've expanded on what you do in the first one, right? Or the first two, rather. Uh, so I agree. I think um, your daughter's going to love it. I think I'm going to love it uh, when I do try it as well. I don't know if I'm going to be running out and playing it, but uh, Alchemy, I'd like to uh, check it out and uh, talk about it on the show, maybe. So it'd be cool. Absolutely. I think my kids are going to absolutely love it. I think I'll have a good time with it uh, as well uh game of the year maybe not but that doesn't you know they they don't all have to be game of the year right yeah absolutely as long as i can get lost in that world and enjoy the gameplay um i would suggest wes when you do get this ready to play just turn your at least for this game only turn your um your stuff on or just don't move yeah stay in the chair stay in the chair yeah yeah uh i'll take that uh that advice uh learn the hard way and but but i do learn eventually unless there's a tv you want to uh, replace then just just conveniently move right. it into that spot and then yeah, right. punch it there you go i like how you think sir <laughs> uh anyway uh cosmonius high not likely to make uh our game of the year but you know what this next release on this very same day just might be in the discussion uh, when December rolls around. There are those who look into the eyes of another and see opportunity. A soul to corrupt and twist. Their stories are the ones we fear. And there are those who see potential. The light within the soul. A chance to lift someone up to achieve the impossible. Their stories rise to legend. So tell me. What do you see in Quill? 
Because her story depends on you. I don't know. For some reason, it's showing that I'm not having audio from you, even though I didn't change anything. You're not muted. Do you guys hear Wes? That's really weird. No, both of you. Yeah, it's still, still not. No, it's all of them. I even went back to scene. I went back to uh, now there'd be goblins. And you guys aren't there. <laughs> okay, let me see. Let me see. I figure out maybe I'll... Uh... That's really weird, man. Yeah, that's weird, dude. What, oh, there it is. Whatever. Right. So we're back. All right. So now see see if you can go to wish list if it, if it disappears. Let's go here. <laughs> what is happening? Yeah. Man, yeah, let me just do what I was. In uh, the the first intro four man or whatever. If that's audio. not what this is, we, we got, got audio it. now. Yeah, I just all right. I just added a new source. Hell yeah. On the okay. fly. Roots is rocking and rolling on the fly. I don't Making know what's work. wrong with this bullshit, but okay, we're here. We well, did it. Well, the good news is we only had a couple items uh, <laughs> left to uh, to touch on anyway. First of all, I, I wanted to talk about how amazing March 31st is. We, we're getting this highly anticipated uh, Moss Book 2, which has been coming for years now. It's coming exclusively to PlayStation VR. Uh, a bit of trivia. Do you know what else happens on uh, March 31st? Either one of you. Oh, uh, the end of the month. <laughs> I don't know. Not. not that I can think of. Not that I can think of. 
Three years since Virtual Strangers episode one. Oh my God. So that's actually like bad for me. Mash as a, as a fan of the show back then, I can get, I can understand you forgetting that. But what the hell? I should have that like written on my thing. Three years. That's crazy, dude. Yeah. So check this out. How's this for a week? First of all, we have these four awesome uh, releases, which culminates with Moss Book 2 on PlayStation VR. So Wednesday is going to roll around. Think This is our week. Wednesday rolls around. I start my weekly gig on uh, PSVR Without Pro with Brian Paul. And uh, by the way, guys, I'm super excited for this. Uh, I, I got bummed for a couple of days because I didn't know AJ was totally stepping back. I thought AJ was going to stay on for a day a week. I didn't find out until you guys found out that AJ, at least for the time being, is, is taking a complete total step back from without parole. So I was totally bummed out um, when I tuned into the Gamescast yesterday. I tuned in expecting to kind of get this, uh, you know, a certain tone, you know, uh, announcing that I'm joining the channel. And instead, I, I, I tune into AJ saying I can't do it anymore. I have to go. Um, it was like a gut punch because mm -hmm. I go from I, I've, I've been watching without parole for longer than I've even had VR. Like I was watching them before I had my first PSVR headset. And this is a big deal for me to be going on that channel. Uh, so literally, I go from the highest of highs gut punch when AJ's announces he's not going to be around anymore. Um, but, you know, for what it's worth, AJ did reach out to me later uh, later on that night and. We, we had a nice talk and he said a lot of nice things and my confidence is back. My excitement's back. And, um, it's that's how we're going to it's a hundred percent well-deserved Wes. And, uh, if AJ is leaving, whether you go there or not. So to have you there, all that does is it helps the cats and it helps Brian keep that show at up here where it needs to be. That's all that does. So it doesn't, doesn't matter. doesn't, doesn't have anything to do with you. What happened and uh, you deserve to be on there. And uh, I couldn't think of another better person to put on that show. Absolutely. Uh, Eric and I were just talking about how um, it's that that Gamescast is going to add, they're going to get an addition of a technical side, like Eric was, Eric was saying, that they don't didn't have before. Like, because you're so technical, technical with the hardware, um, it's going to be a great addition. Uh, so I say, yeah, well, congratulations. Well, uh well, thank you guys and thanks to everyone else uh, who wished me congratulations over the last few days. Uh, they are going to get a bit of a different perspective, right? Because up until this point, anyone who's ever been on that show, and again, I've been watching this show since, uh, you know, 2016, like uh, 2016, 2017, right around there. It was before I had my headset, a few months before I got my headset, I started watching. Uh, everyone that's ever been on this channel has been exclusively. A PlayStation VR gamer, and while Brian and, and AJ have, have dabbled a little bit in Quest, they're still—I mean—they uh, don't have a the same kind of perspective that I do, covering every game on every major platform. So it's going to be a bit of a change. Uh, but as you guys know, I'm a PSVR guy to the core. My first headset was a PSVR. My second headset was a PSVR. Like <laughs> I have full setups twice over. Uh, it, my most fond memories of gen one vr were the heyday of playstation vr i am so excited to be joining uh, uh joining brian uh, and for so you guys know it's every wednesday every wednesday i'm going to be on uh, on without parole but that's just how we're going to kick our week off at midnight 
you know, and, and shortly thereafter, the, the date changes over to the 31st. Strangers in the Night comes on the air. It's our three-year birthday. That day, all these awesome games with Moss Book 2 uh, comes on the air. Um, we're going to have an awesome episode. I don't know what we're going to do. Uh, we'll try to come up with something special for you guys. Um, maybe talk about a new release. Maybe give out a couple of keys. Um, you know, can it's not going to be a big blowout. <laughs> we're not going to do a big blowout, but it, it, it'll be a, it'll be a fun special episode again on what's going to be a very special day for me. Then, you know, we're going to go to bed. We're going to wake up. Mash is going to go on QTC and give away a quest two. He's going to give away quest two to someone who is in the live chat. We will know that night who won. And if they're not in the chat, they won't win. Are you kidding me? Um, that guy never claimed it, Mash? Oh my God, dude. We were taught, we were joking about that. This guy, we were hoping, we were praying. Whoever you are out there, we feel bad for you, but I feel yep. better for everybody else that it's, was paying attention. Yeah, it's back up for grabs, and I've decided I'm going to repopulate the entire wheel. So I'm not even going to take the old wheel and just keep going until I find somebody. I'm repopulating the entire wheel from whoever is there this Thursday. Because that, you have to be there to win it. Because if you're not there and you're not there to say, yes, I'll take it. I'll just keep making D-roll it until we find somebody. Hey, Mash, dude, Jim Hall last night was a savior for D. I don't know if she told you or not or if you heard yet, but we were, I was streaming or we were streaming on Twitch and Jim came in and he said that he's, he's going to write a program that's going to automatically grab all those things out of the chat for her. And she's just going to have to kind of manage it and not have to manually type it all in there anymore. Isn't that awesome? Hell yeah. Who doesn't love Jim Hall? I know Jim Hall's awesome. Uh, yeah, I love Jim Hall. Uh, but but uh, that's not all we're going to have on Thursday either, is it, Eric? Because you're going to have a very special announcement that you're going to make on uh, on Thursday, uh, which is something that's very cool, and uh, I can't wait to I can't wait till you're able to share that with people. Uh, it's going to be a great day. Yeah, it's just super exciting. I I can't wait. Can't have some amazing news to share with everybody, and uh, yeah, it's going to be amazing. I. I just want to share it. I want to share it right now if I could, man, because it's got me jumping through my skin. But uh, yeah, it's going to be something yeah. a lot of fun and uh, everybody's going to be able to enjoy in. Uh, so it's going to be really cool. A couple reasons to so, be so there, it, for sure. Yeah. So again, to recap, it's our birthday. For our birthday, I'm going to start a new gig with Brian Paul over on PSVR Without Pro. I'm getting Moss Book 2. Mash is giving away a quest to and making an awesome announcement uh, that is uh, incredible. You guys are, are going to be blown away. Um, Roots, it's our birthday and everything's coming together all at the same time. I mean, <laughs> Skiva and Alex are now upload correspondents. I'm going to be a co-host on Without Parole. Eric's got his thing, which is awesome, too. Um, we're blowing awesome. up as a community, right? That's awesome. All these communities are coming together and all this people in it are awesome and um you know one thing that uh, i just saw uh, so apparently i started a movement um with the uh hashtag give scion our quest to um because spry guy just said if he wins he's giving it to uh scion as well so wow. now scion's got three chances with me and spry and himself four chances oh god what no way I should put my name on the wheel so I could get a chance in there. <laughs> well, I told wife. I told wife. I was like, I was like, look, we need a third headset. I I understand, but you you know that if I win that, I can't keep it, right? Like, if you win it, like if she wins it, fine. 
we can keep that's it. different uh, but if i win it you know that's a little weird you know especially being that it's come coming from our friends at alvo they didn't buy that headset that i could have a third one uh so obviously i can't keep it and if everybody says that scion deserves it guess what well then scion deserves it so if i if i win if i win then it goes to scion if wife wins if isabel or anybody else wins then, then you know it, it's theirs to do what they wish, uh, but Sion, bro, you're you're coming into the meta, the the, the meta ecosystem, whether you like it or not. <laughs> and I'll still buy the uh, I'll still buy the lenses if he gets it. There you go, boom. That's good. So uh, anyway, um, it's going to be an exciting week, you guys. If you haven't subscribed already, hit the button, hit the bell. And by the way, uh, description down below if you guys want to enter to win that quest. Um, You'll find a link to the Q2C Facebook group as well as the Q2C um, YouTube channel. They can win at either place, right, Eric? I think I, I think I'm just going to keep it to the wheel. I think I'm just going to keep it to the wheel that night. I, I was going to I was going to populate it and do it in both places, but uh, I think we'll just keep it to that night. I'll, I'll just start a brand new wheel with okay. me on Thursday night. Okay, but the the entrance to get on that wheel, what do people need to do? You can show up. yeah so you yeah you show up you can you can enter on both places because there will be a post on uh, tomorrow so you can get into enter and then you can go to the uh, the original YouTube, you can go to that night and you can enter as being you know in you know live in chat that night too so yeah so, so as long as you're there. so you enter uh and it doesn't matter which one which chat you're in as long as you're in one of them you'll get your prize yeah you can be in youtube okay. you can be facebook you can be in twitch doesn't matter where you are um you can get in you can uh you can get it and win it just gotta okay. be present so again um the the Claim links it. it's all linked up in the uh in the description down below uh, i'm i made over uh the channel a few days ago and just plastered your youtube channel everywhere so like it's on our <laughs> homepage now like the facebook was already up everywhere but i it kind of slipped my mind that as your guys youtube channel grow that i should probably put it out there so uh not only is it in our our description rundown now on all of our uh i think i went back two or three weeks uh but it's also on the virtual strangers uh channel page and um it may, i may even be up in the, the the social bar as well but you're everywhere now bro we've got nah. we've got you linked up everywhere and uh it's really easy to enter guys uh so if you don't have a headset or if you just need another one or if you just think scion should have one uh be sure to show up on thursday it's not just about that though there's going to be a cool announcement as well um a great week a fitting uh third anniversary roots what do you think i think it sounds amazing and uh traveling man says uh, uh a good point he says you got to be subscribed as well so subscribe to the q2c vr gamer uh channel and then you'll get and be there and you're good good to go and onakazi says roots don't have a movement on camera you'll get demonetized and i agree 100 percent i i i that talk about inappropriate 100 but you know well, i'm not even gonna go there never mind we'll leave we'll leave it there My mom. anyway uh <laughs> i'm gonna go ahead and start wrapping this up here uh because we are starting to run a little bit long uh just for the record um get out there and wish list the game guys support your local game dev uh my wish list game this week is going to be mother gunship uh, because obviously it's the greatest game of all time. How could I not have it on my wish list? Um, Viport, guys, Viport report this week. Wanderer is now part of Viport Ooh. Infinity. Uh, Eric and I, we were just talking a couple of days ago, or at least uh, chatting 
about how this might be the game of the year so far, right? It's mine for sure. Yeah, for sure. So far. You you need to get back in there, Roots. Finish this thing up. Yeah. It's amazing. AJ right. was streaming it the other night. That's why we think that's why we were talking about it. But yeah. really, so, uh, that's right. So good. Yeah. All the janks yeah. gone, right? I think a good amount of it is. Man. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I was. We're I was, not talking. We're not talking after the fall levels of jank. Here, that's though, true. So that that's true. Here. I mean, honestly, with the exception of that one uh, thing of jank that I ran into, I haven't had anything, any other problems. So. Yeah. So uh, an amazing game, probably my game of the year. But there's been so many games. I'm sure I'm I'm overlooking one or two. So uh, that that's what the uh, the patron meetup at the end of the year is for. And uh, we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. A lot of year left. Moss Book 2 coming out this week might just upend everything. Uh, and Hitman was pretty good, too. So, yeah. uh, anyway, um, last reminder, this week and every week, uh, you can support our channel. We already mentioned it. Subscribe, ring the bell, click the things. This is the easiest and best way that you can help us to grow um, and, and continue, you know, to progress and doing what we're doing here. Um so it's it's getting to be a lot of fun these days and that's all because of you guys we really appreciate it if you want to do something more all you got to do is go to patreon and there's a link for that down there as well three dollars per week still or per month rather three dollars per month still just three dollars a month all we ask you get weekly show notes that are fully linked and sourced uh you get insider updates for example, I just did one uh, a couple of days ago, letting people know about the without parole stuff before AJ, or I'm sorry, before Brian announced it, before I told anybody on Discord, uh, the, the patrons knew first. And you get exclusive content. And by the way, we have, we are taking votes for the, um, for the patrons choice. Uh, right now I've got, I, I'm going to do, if you vote for a game, I'm going to get to it. So all the patrons get to uh, tell me what they want me to play for them. I'm going to do a video for them. Um, the ones that get like the most votes, those will be the ones I'll do first. Uh, right now, um, Saints and Sinners Aftershocks has a couple votes. Eyes Beneath has a couple votes. So we'll probably get to those first. But actually, before I even get into the viewer's choice, I think I'm going to do, um, I am going to play Moss Book 1. I might as well share it uh, with the patrons. Uh, so that'll probably be the first or the next exclusive thing I do for you guys. Uh, but after that, we're going to go to your, your request and, uh, they're picking games. I want to play roots. This is awesome. That is awesome. It's a, it's a good way to, um, cause sometimes we get frozen. What can I, what should I play? Right. What do I want to play? Um, so I think it's really cool. And, uh, Sprite says, uh, downloading Wanderer as we speak, as well as Wolverza. So in real time, how awesome is that because that's an amazing game to be able to play on on viveport and that's a good reason to have viveport infinity right if you don't have it so there there i can think of nearly a thousand reasons why you should have yeah, Viveport really. Infinity. yeah absolutely not 972 to be exact and marine was marine verse on there i don't know but tornuffalo is <laughs> and if you have not played tornuffalo or used to be they could have removed that by now but my guess is it's still there forever Taco face. Taco face. You got all the all that we need. We haven't done a best of Viveport in a long time. Long Maybe that's time. what we should do for our uh, for our birthday. Maybe we should do best of best of Viveport. This this we'll do. Some, we'll uh, we'll pick a new release. Knock, Televanagra. We need to get some on some of these March. Uh, we'll, we'll do a quick segment on a new release. We'll do a uh, 
a best of Viport, and we'll throw a couple, a uh, few keys to the chat. People who show up, stay up late to uh, to, to to celebrate with us. How's okay. that sound? Sounds really good. I'm in. Let's do it. All right. Uh, absolutely. And with that said, friends, I'd like to thank you all once again for watching. For my friends Roots and Eric, I'm Wes. I'll see you very soon and often. Uh, bye now. Take it easy. See you later. Thank you.